Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. lovers, beer drinkers, get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters, it's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, good afternoon to you, and welcome to the session. It's another great Sunday on the Brewing Network, and we've got a good show planned for you today. Everybody's on time except for JP. Who would you guess the one person who uh, said they're going to be at the show on time that isn't on time? If I had to guess? If you had to guess. Even though you know who it is, just play along. Um, You. <laughs> you are late. You're not helping with this bit oh. at all, JP. Um, I know it's the person that's not here yet. <laughs> Doc. No, I don't even know, kidding. actually. So Doc doesn't know, I think, who the person is supposed to be. A person uh, who says they're going to be here on time uh, all week long and then isn't here. Who would you guess that person is? That is that the same person that just kind of leaves and doesn't tell anybody? <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah. Sully. Oh, <laughs> Sully. That's right. Sully, and uh, I was told that you uh, schleps in the chat room wouldn't have to deal with JP tonight. Wah, wah. You do have to deal with JP. Because I was told All night that long, Stephanie, you know, Sully's uh, girlfriend, was going to help us out in the chat, but uh, oh, they missed a flight or something. They say they're going to be here in the second hour, which usually for Sully means what, like the third or fourth hour, right? Yeah, he'll be listening on in the car on the way here. He'll be calling in. Yeah, in yeah. fact, he's I'm sure he's tuned into this right now and just like squirming in his little rent-a-car seat. How is he tuned in? Uh, he what he often does is like calls his brother or somebody else and makes them tune in and hold the phone up to it. Are you serious? So, yeah, he's a kind of a freak about that. That guy's stuff. a nutcase. Yeah, he's a hi, Sean. <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, so Sully's going to be helping us out later on. We do have a great show planned for you, so we're glad he's coming too because we got the guys from Schooners with us, and uh, I've been wanting to have Schooners in here for a couple of years now, uh, even though we haven't been on the air that long. Uh, <laughs> since we started, I knew well. Hey, we got to get the real local guys first, but I had never even been out to schooners and then i kind of forgot about schooners and then i went to gabf and they're like getting called up on stage all night long uh to win medals and that reminded me of schooners and then uh pete last week 
dragged me out. To, I mean, I didn't want to go. Right. Uh, he's well, like, you have a lot of shit to do. I'm busy. I'm a busy man. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll only do your show if we go to Schooners first. And so I went out there, and then I had their beer for the first time. Booked them right away. There you go. Instantly. I there was like, go. guys, you're going to come do the show, right? So they're here. Uh, welcome. Sean and Craig are hanging out with us today from Schooners. Welcome, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, how are you doing? Glad to have you. And uh, what's really cool about these guys is not only do they have a great kind of a grassroots operation that we're going to get to talk about, and not only have they won um, a lot of medals, but uh, they're really good at a certain thing that, uh, as homebrewers, we've all been really interested in lately. And that's, Bothering uh, craft brewers? Aside from bothering other craft oh, brewers, okay. aging beer. And uh, particularly barrel, barrel aging and cask aging, and they, you guys have had some pretty good success with doing that. So we're going to talk to these guys about that. They're going to give us some pointers, some tips, and uh, talk about their process. And, Dr. Scott, they brought us some of their aged uh, barley wines and whatnot. Ooh, I had a feeling we were going to be in trouble tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a long night. <laughs> yeah. But a good one. Or a very short one. And what would you bring us, Doc? Uh, I brought you a keg of Hellas, and uh, I got some things in bottles, too. Really? Oh, you're ready, huh? Oh, you know, it's the brewing season. So. Yeah. Plus, it's been a while. We haven't been hanging out here too much, so a uh, couple beers for us tonight. we got to start back at that, because I kind of missed that. Maybe a hookah at the end of the night and yeah. a couple of beers. We'll of course. hang out. Yeah. So uh, I hope that uh, it comes across tonight. I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about tonight's Looking good. show. Looking good. I don't have all that uh, pent-up angst and anger that I had last week. Yeah. Last week was rough. <laughs> I thought you was hung over. No, I just was... But everyone was kind of angry last week. It was crazy. How about Jamil and Pratt fighting with each other oh, yeah. all night? Oh, yeah, I know. Did you see the forum? One guy... J- JP, you know this. Uh, yeah. What does this mean when Jamil does this? Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like every other sentence that came out of uh, Pratt, Jamil would go, Well, I don't know about that. And then he would have to, you know, correct. And uh, well, they're both, they're both, you know, just had good points all the way through. And That's what I thought. I actually really felt like they were both doing great. Um, <laughs> Did you notice Kevin at the end kind of just backing out? Yeah, he well, didn't want to get into it. You I know, know. The, the fighting was getting ugly. It was it had. I'll tell you what. If I was in a better mood, because this is what you would have egged him on if you were in a better mood. I, that's exactly <laughs> right. Now, now, Sean and Craig, you guys should know this because uh, uh, the studio environment is contagious, and so whoever comes in, 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 you know, whoever has the predominant mood, it is so contagious, it's unbelievable, and it really, it's just infectious. So, so, so are the microphone covers too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, don't get too close. Yeah, don't get too close. <laughs> Where's my sneeze screen, anyway? <laughs> so, I mean, just everybody was in a bad mood last week. Kind of, uh, I think it actually, to be honest, I think it started with me and then spread. Oh, yeah. It, it was, it We're really spread. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but had I been in, I really wish I was in a good mood because it would have been our first steel cage match of the Brewing <laughs> Network history if I would have kind of egged those two on to just go at it, you know. That would have been fun. I dropped the fun ball. Fun for you. <laughs> it, I think it would have been fun for everybody. If you read the forum, people are like, yeah, I was waiting for a fight. <laughs> I was I was actually getting a little uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at one point, this guy and Justin and I were sitting in here just going, I don't want to go out 
and get some pretzels. Yeah, it was at break time, yeah, and, and like, the kitchen was even uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to stay in my seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then they were at B3 uh, checking in the AHA stuff yesterday. Or Together. No, Friday. It was Friday, yeah. Both and Pratt fine, yeah. and Jamil? Yeah, I mean, they were fine. I mean, yeah, they were fine, I think, they just, yeah. once they kind of got out. Yeah. Um, I saw Jamil, you know, and he's, he's, he's like, hey, I didn't know he was here. And he said, yeah. And then I asked him something. He goes, like, Kevin's in the back. and bring it back there. And like, oh, you guys aren't like, like. Yeah, duking it out back there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and he's, you know, stuck in that that small enclosed uh, cold room. Nah, they're fine. They're not actually. Uh, the thing is, is it's not that they dislike each other. It's right. not that at all. There was just something. Uh, they're in both the air passionate and, about you yeah. know judging and beer, and it's it just shows. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I actually thought it was a, it was a good show. Oh yeah, totally. It was tough for us. It was one of the toughest shows uh, we've done in a while, Doc. I yeah, had a yeah. tough time to, getting through that show, but it was a. When I listened back to it, I liked the information, and it was a real good show. And part of it had to do, like I said, with my angst. Remember, I was ranting about my roommates and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of got rid of that. Uh, kicked out my roommate this week. Whoa, uh, hey! Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. I'm feeling really nice about that. I can I tell. Mean, I didn't just say get out. You know, put all the stuff on the lawn you or get anything. Get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. I gave him notice, and he's got to go and uh how much notice the how uh he's got a month you know i mean i'm a dick but i'm not that bad the end of the month <laughs> he's got till the 15th of uh next month so pretty good uh gave him a month and uh everyone's feeling good like because you know we i got some other uh good roommates we're all we're all actually good yeah, friends got, in here and what do you got lined up and then we had the, one, the other room uh, we're thinking of we are actually thinking of a, a, a female with large breasts is our as our ideal good. candidate nice i'll put that <laughs> in come the with ad. their own vacuum <laughs> with a, uh, yeah or, or at least a good vacuum wrist if you know what I mean, and uh, yeah. I can just kind of yeah, we're definitely and, and uh, actually in all seriousness, we are looking for a female roommate because dudes are just they're sloppy and they well, smell if, bad. If it's and all guys, yeah. If you yeah. put a, a, a girl in the mix, yeah. then they kind of tone back a little bit. Dude, not, not I live with bad. two girls right now, and my house has never been cleaner. See, yes, yeah. uh, and, and nicely decorated ever. too. Probably <laughs> no, it still looks like shit, but it's clean. Yeah. I'm working on getting my laundry done. You can, eat, you can eat off the fli- off the plates, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like to walk in when it doesn't smell like feet and ass. Like just yeah. for one day, that would be nice. So, um, anyway, so t- t- you get your wish, just one day. <laughs> yeah, just one day. Yeah, the day the kid moves out, that'll be it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I just want to point out I'm, I'm feeling better, and I think we're gonna have a good show tonight, and I think everyone's gonna be in a good mood. And Very if you're good. not, we're gonna smack you around to get you in a good yeah, mood. That's right, smackdown. <laughs> that's the way that it's gonna go. All right, a uh, couple of a of a. Oh, uh, I had to, JP. Yes. I think I'm supposed to uh, like yell at you for your behavior in the chat room last week. But oh. I have, but I have nothing but good things to say about well, JP. Thank you actually, very much. I think JP has been uh, awesome during the show since Daniela left. By the way, he's been contributing so many things, not only during the live show but during the week. This kid sends me ideas all week long. We have a great game to play today. That JP invented for us, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. Doc, you in particular are going to like this game. Okay, uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And JP's been contributing a lot. He made he goofed up a little in the chat room last week, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, he because, thought it was funny because we he yep. he banned some people, and oh, yeah. he thought it was like a five minute ban. Yeah. Turns out to be it's totally permanent. It blocks your IP address entirely. I had to go in there and clear all that up. Um, but I'm not going to scold you, JP. Honest yeah, mistake, you. and I think you've been helping out a lot uh, around here, and I appreciate it. So. Hey, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Back in the chat room tonight, of course, you can join us there to ask questions to uh, Sean and Craig and Doc and JP and myself. All night long, just join JP in the chat room. Hit the Chat Now button right there on the main page. Now, I think, I think Sean, is your is your family tuned in tonight? 
They were trying to tune in, yes. How young is the youngest person that will be listening? Four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> too, too young to know what's going on, you think? Maybe too young to know what's going on. So I think, you know, we'll try to keep it on the up and up uh, with our with our speech. Uh, okay. But I just want to say, if they want to join the chat room, I think that's fine, too. The chat room's <laughs> a lot of fun. I'm going to give the chat room a, a shout right now. Everybody behave tonight. Be nice people tonight. Or you might get blocked. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I will let JP block your IP address. So everybody be nice. Let's have a, a good yeah. time. Here's the here's why I ask, guys, so that you don't freak out that our listeners are, are, are obscene and ridiculous or anything. They have a lot of fun in that chat room. So, oh, if, yeah. But they're also very respectful as long as we point out who is in the chat room tonight. So we just have to make a point of doing that. Otherwise, they're yelling at each other all night while they're listening and they're cussing each other out. Bags, and, huh? Yeah, it gets... Uh, <laughs> But it's all in fun because they know each other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, join ch- uh, join the chat. Hit the chat now button. Of course, you can call us eight 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 four zero one beer is the toll free number, and you can ask Imagine us questions uh, all night long. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Couple of announcements. Uh, how about an anniversary show update? We're, we're having an anniversary show. <laughs> it's still coming up. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, uh, I've been doing kind of an announcement every week. So this week the announcement is I'm getting a lot of breweries involved now. Spoken to a couple this week, and there's it's going to be a mini festival. A lot of breweries have been uh, signing up to send beer. I got Drake's to sign up today. Wow. Uh, Schooner's signed up today. They're going to send some beer on down to it. Uh, of course, O'Sullivan's going to send beer down to it because... Well, who else is going to drink Sean's beer? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's going to send us some good stuff. Um, I shot an email out to Vinny. We'll see what happens with that. So uh, we're turning it into a mini-fest, and I'm still working on the homebrew versus craft brew competition I told you guys about last week. So hang in there for more information oh, about that. Guys at the Bistro has got to love that. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of publicity, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. it's gonna. Plus, I'm going to, you know, did I mention this last week? It's also the one-year anniversary of the free FM show. It's really at the same time, so it's a dual yeah, anniversary party. Yeah, because you went and did the first show. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then we did the uh, anniversary show. So I'm going to promote the hell out of it on Free FM, because I can. And I'm also going to try to get the like the promotions team down. I think there's a couple good-looking chicks on the team. That's why I'm going to do that. They send a van out and stuff. Banners. Chicks and team? Chicks in a van? What? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try to do that. That's going to be a good time. Uh, that's coming up, of course, Sunday, June 3rd. So if you haven't bought your plane ticket or your BART ticket or whatever kind of ticket you or need to get there. Or ask your wife if you can go. Or even ask your wife if you're allowed. Yeah, do that quick because you're not going to want to miss out. I think there's going to be some pretty unique beers there. And I still have a pretty big surprise up my sleeve that uh, we're going to reveal. Uh-oh. Not for a little while still. Yeah. going to hang in there on that one. Good. All right, no show next week is our next announcement. I'm going to the Craft Brewers Conference. So is JP. And uh, so there's no show next Sunday. You guys are going to have to find something else to do with yourselves. With or without pants. <laughs> yeah. Pants are optional. Uh, here's some good news. We are well on our way to having our own interns, Doc. Whoa. Yeah. I How? contacted the local uh, school. Not high school. It's a community, <laughs> oh, it's it's a community college. JP's face just, just went sad. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get a cheerleader team for a second. Well, Yay. I've been wanting to have interns for some time, but the, the thing that's held me back is that I thought you had to be sort of like a credentialed <laughs> company. I thought you need. I thought there were some qualifications, and I was worried about calling the university and saying, "Hey, give uh, me some lackeys." Yeah, I do a beer show. I was wondering if you can send some coeds my way. Um, 
turns out it was fine. That's exactly yeah. what I said, and they were fine with it. I said, I really want to, I'm not going to pay these people. I'd really love to get them, you know, credit or something. Is there, do I need to apply? Do I need a credential? Do I need anything? He said, no, nah, we don't, we, no, nah, we take care of that. <laughs> So I said, okay. Nah, oh, I'm going to have my own show now. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I said, okay, let me make something else clear. Uh, I do beer radio. So all we do is we talk about beer. We kind of hang out. We do beer. We take ourselves very seriously. Don't sure, get me course. wrong. Yes. But there's uh, <laughs> there's beer drinking involved. So is that going to be a problem? Nope. I, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> it's amazing what they'll send these kids to do. You're going to let them uh, in on the FM show a little bit, too? I am. Whoever, here's that'd be, what I'm, that'd be a plus. I'll tell you what I'm going to end up looking for. I'm looking for two interns. Mm-hmm. Uh, one intern to run the chat and screen the phones mm-hmm. um, and, and then hang out and participate in the show. That'll be the intern with the largest breasts. Of course. And then I'm looking for another the qualified intern. one. Yeah, the qualified <laughs> one. Uh, I'm looking for a second intern to actually help with the uh, kind of behind the scenes audio stuff that uh, we do all the time because uh, I get a bit overwhelmed with that. Push Eject helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Sven helps out a lot. Like to get an intern in here who uh, you know really wants to learn about the audio process because I can. I have some things to teach. You know, I could, radio is an oral thing. It is exactly. So, <laughs> uh, working on getting some oral in here, Doc. Yeah. Basically, uh, so looking at a couple interns, and what I think we're going to do, I'm going to try to get them to send us like five or so our way, and then we're going to do like an intern idol on the air. Oh, that'd be good. Idol. Yeah, and we'll make them uh, kind of yeah. jump through hoops, do some beer trivia, but yeah, things go to like 10, that. Then. And you want ten of them well, in here? We, yeah, each week we can pare it down a little bit, and we can have the listeners vote. Could be like a season long thing. Yeah, that might be a good idea. I think as long as they're here, they should get credit for it. Yeah. What if it's, what if they send us like ten ugly people though? Well, you know, it'd be easy to pare it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So that's what I'm looking at. We'll do a little uh, intern idol. We're gonna. Don't worry, uh, chatters and listeners. You guys will get a vote on who you want to work the chat and uh, be your phone screener. And uh, we're gonna figure all that kind of stuff out. So we're well on our way to an intern. The other cool thing is, um, I do believe we have a, a producer lined up. We're gonna have the the Sunday show is gonna have its own producer. Producer, uh, I don't even Purdue. know. Yeah, yeah, from Purdue. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> uh, because it's another thing that we uh, a lot of times we'll uh, you know as I babble on at the beginning of the show like this we say all these things we're gonna do for the rest of the show and we never yeah, we get never to do, them yeah. and because uh, we just get sidetracked and and well we get. Yeah, the professor he would always say, yeah, well we're gonna have a whole lecture on that l- later on. And it never happened. We never got the lecture. That's on. my MO. Yeah. If I as I listen to the archives, I realize that every week I say something that never happens. So, <laughs> I'm hoping that like uh, those uh, those awards we were supposed to give out last year on lunch meet, <laughs> like those. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh I think we got a producer lined up. Um he's busy for a couple weeks, but um we're going to be talking about that. So, a couple of cool things coming up. Have any other? That's uh, exciting, man! Isn't that cool to see? Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, I feel like I just fell on silence in yeah. the room, but uh, this is good stuff. Here. No, no, that is. I'm really, I'm really excited to hear that kind of thing. I didn't hear much after interns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or after not high school. I figured. Yeah. Doc's like, uh, can I borrow the intern this week? I got to feed my goat. Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, eight 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 four zero one beers. Our phone number. You can join JP in the chat. Wake the intern. The intern's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started. You guys want to play a game? Uh, the the new JP. It's called the Lullaby Game. Let's which, play it. Uh, which sounds. I know it sounds gay to start with. But, uh, it might be. 
but you're going to like it. Here's what we're going to need. I'm going to need a caller to play along with us, 888-401-BEER. It's kind of a name that tune thing, so if you're not good at music, don't pick up the phone. But if you think that you know uh, kind of a variety of classic rock, maybe a little bit of uh, modern stuff, if you're kind of uh, hip to that, you think you can pick out a tune, then call us, 888-401-BEER. Somebody else can Skype us. Uh, the Brewing Network is our name, or, or Brewing Network, or, or something like that. There can't be a dozen of us out there. Um, you can Skype me, and we'll go two contestants on the phone, and then we'll let Doc play for somebody in the chat. Okay. All cool. right. I think you'll be good at this game, Doc. So Yeah, uh, a lot of useless trivia. So, JP, type in the chat right now, uh, first person to say uh, freaking out. <laughs> That uh, Doc's going to play the game for them, and we'll give you, we'll give the winner a prize. So, um, all right, I'll take a call right now. It's going to be like I said, it's kind of a name that tune thing. I've got some. I'll, I'll tell you all about it as soon as we get everybody on the line. We got some freaky sounding music, and you got to figure out uh, what popular tune it is. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? This is Tom. Tom, are you ready to play some uh, of the name that tune lullaby game with us? Sounds great, man. All right, do you, you, do you uh, consider yourself pretty good with music? Uh, pretty good. Okay. All right. You're not a musician or anything like that? You just like... like nah, that? I'll play the banjo every once in a while, though. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you Doc. go. Man after your own uh, finger picking. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I just need someone on Skype now so we can have three contestants just Skype us at Brewing Network or the Brewing Network. We'll have three of you in here, and then I'm going to... I'll give you guys a sample to start so that you know what kind of thing... You're in for. Teases. And uh, we'll get the game going. What do we got to give away, JP? Uh, we have some stuff. <laughs> I love it when you uh, right next uh, to the are things. so thorough. It's on the things shelf. We got some. Uh, um, how about um, I have a Hop Union shirt. I have a Hop Union hat. A couple White Lab shirts. I have a White Lab's Stein. You've seen the Stein that I have. Oh, right? those are nice. Yeah. You can give away one of those? Sure. All right, let's do that. Let's make first prize a White Lab's Stein. Okay. Okay. And we'll go second prize. What else do you say, Adam? Uh, Hop Union and White Labs clothing. Okay. Um, no pants. Let's go second prize a shirt, third prize a hat. Everybody wins, right? Everybody wins. Win 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 There's no losers here. I don't know. Doc, you want to know who you're playing for? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know. You got somebody? Sean Haggerty. Cool. All right, nobody's Skyping me, so uh, let's just go two contestants then, I guess, right? Skype. All right, Tom, you ready, buddy? Yes, sir. All right, here I'm going to explain the uh, the name of the game, and if someone Skypes in between now and then, we'll let you play. If not, uh, you know, F you, and we'll let Doc and uh, Tom go at it here. So I'm going to play you. JP found this cool site. Here we go. Someone's calling in. Uh, Brian, is that you, buddy? You there? Brian, I got you on Skype. Turn your mic on. All right, no go for you. Dead air bothers me. Oh, I started to hear him there, and then I dumped like him. an imperial droid in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Oh, here's one. Let's try this. Uh, looks like we got Mike on the line. Mike, you there? Yeah. All right. Whoa. Mike <laughs> fell down. He fell on your computer. Mike, fall down, go boom. Mike, it's early in the show to be falling down. <laughs> Not on the East Coast. All right. You there, brother? <laughs> Mike? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's here. Here's the name of the game. JP found this cool site that sells uh, lullaby versions of popular music. So if you want to buy like a CD for your infant to go to sleep, you can buy like a, uh, for instance, like a Ozzy Megad- Osbourne, like a Megadeth, yeah. Ozzy, whatever. You can buy these kinds of things, and it's all in lullaby. So there's no words. It's just that sort of. Um, 
ting, ting, ting. Jingly yeah. lullaby type of a tune. So you got it. You're going to go from the tune. And the first person, now here's what you're going to do. You need to know both uh, the name of the song and the name of the artist. That's the only thing yeah, that wins. There are no exceptions. Too. That's harder than you think. If you buzz in, and that's how you're going to get to answer, you're going to have to buzz in. We'll get your buzzers sorted out here in just a second. If you buzz in and you only know one of them, I will open it to the other two to go ahead and buzz in, and you have already given them 50% of the answer. You see what I'm saying? So uh, try to know both, the name try to know both. and the artist. All right, everybody's good with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tom, uh, we're going to have to invent buzzers for everybody. Tom, invent yourself a buzzer noise, or would you like JP to invent it for you? Um... Let's let, let JP do it. Uh, JP, please invent Tom a buzzer noise. It needs he, something that he can do, you know, quickly because he's gonna have to chime in. I'm always partial to clang. Okay. Yeah. Clang <laughs> is yours, Tom. Clang sounds great. All right, Mike. Nice. Would you like to uh, create your own buzzer noise or not? Sure. All right. Go ahead. Okay, you're going to do that. You're going to hit your bottle there. Right. I, I'm going to say that you might be at a disadvantage because the volume is kind of low on it. So make it a vocal. You want to give uh, him another one? Yeah, give him one, JP. Uh, how about squishy? Squishy. Squishy. Is your, and, and whatever you're doing you know, with your pants off and your microphone on, stop. Because uh, it's a lot of noise on the air here. So squishy is your buzzer, Mike. Got it. Okay. And and maybe you're gonna have to yell it because your volume's real low. And uh, Doc, what what do you want yours? I'm just gonna go. Eh. Okay. So what do we got? We got clang, squishy, and eh. What is he doing over there? I don't know. Sit still, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting farther and farther he away. Fell off too. the stool. Yeah. I'm you, here. Are you comfortable? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, I'm going to give you guys, uh, this one is uh, just a clue so that you guys have uh, the idea of, of what you're going to hear. So uh, anybody can answer. I don't care. There's no points here. Here is a, an idea. Do you know it yet, Doc? How do you not know it, Doc? Yeah, I know. I know. Eh. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, yesterday, Beatles. All right. Did you guys get that, Tom, Mike? Yep. Yeah. Can you guys hear it okay? No problem. Okay. Yeah, very well. All right, fantastic. Then we will right. start the game. I'm just going to go down the list, the first person to buzz in. So if you hear it, buzz loud, buzz clear, buzz and we'll long. go straight, straight to you. <laughs> Here is your first tune. Anybody got that? Anybody want to buzz in? Give it a try. Squishy. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Mike. Yesterday, the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) You're close, but no cigar. Anybody else want to chime in? All right. Uh, Craig, you look like you knew it. Um, I believe it's Metallica. And the song name? 
Was it Inner Sandman? That's right. That was Metallica with Inter Sandman. I told you, it's going to be some classic, some a little bit more modern here. No points on the board. JP, would you keep points for us, please? You need a, uh, you're already, he's all over it. JP's, JP's good at his job. Okay. Guys ready for your next one? Here we go. Nobody, huh? Good Lord. I was getting stuck into listening to it. I chose like the most popular ones on the site, too. Anybody in? Craig, did you get that one? No, that one. Sean? No. Chad, did you get that? No. Did you get it, JP? Absolutely not. No kidding. No. Okay, uh, no points again. That was um, Take It Easy by the Eagles. Okay. Oh, I get it. See, I get it now. Play it again, I'll get it. (laughs) You might not. Starts right here with the chorus. Take it you got to think like yeah. a lullaby because they slow them down. So you really yeah. got to think of the melody. All right. All right. We'll go on to the next one. Uh, maybe I, sh- I should do a, an easy one here. According uh, to you, that was easy. <laughs> I thought. I really thought that one was easy. Let me try to think. Uh, hmm. What is the easiest one I have? Here's the easiest one I have. I think. Clang got it first. Oh. That's right. All right. All right. Somebody's on the board. Very nice. That was definitely the easiest one that I have. I'll try. Uh, let's see. I think I have another fairly easy one. A couple guys in the chat room are getting it. A lot of them are being whiny uh, women, but Code got the Eagles. Did he? But he didn't get the song name. So, All right. Try this one, fellas. Here you go. You got it, JP? Yeah. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Chad should get it, too. Chad's got it. Nobody? Chad, who is it? No Woman, No Cry. That's right. It's Bob Marley, No Woman, No Cry. Give somebody Chad's name in there. Chad's now in the game, because he got that. All right, here we go. (laughs) Let's put Chad in the game. Uh, Chad's my roommate, everybody. The one that's getting to stay. He's actually possibly a future uh, producer of the show, so uh, you might get to know him a little bit better. I don't know. He's kind of unreliable. So whoever says Chad there in the chat room, uh, he's your guy. Oh, okay. Here we go. You've already got a point. Okay. Ready? Here's another one for everybody. I got it. Go ahead. Uh, Eagles Hotel California. That's right. Dr. Scott's on the wow. board. Hotel California. All right. Uh, That's my mantra. You're good with the with that Eagles there. 
Hmm. Okay, here you go. Here's one that everybody should know. Good old classic, everybody, all right? Here you go. Oh, come on. Dog. Go ahead, Doc. It just went out of my head. Uh, it's still open, then. We have a player for Chad, so if Chad knows it. Yeah, do you know yeah. the name of the song? The song. I don't know the name of the song. You just said the name of the song. Yeah. Give him the point. <laughs> <laughs> we, need a, we need a noise for Chad. Yeah, I, I, I got... Chad, I made a choice, but I couldn't, couldn't think of the name of the song. You need a buzzer noise, Chad. Socks? Just say Chad. 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 Mike, Tim, how you guys doing there? Uh, fine. Okay. Uh, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get a song right. I'll get your name right. <laughs> he got one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> get two. All right. Let's give you another uh, easy one, guys. i got to find the easy stuff here. What are you guys good at, the classics or the or the moderns? Classics, probably. Classics. I'm kind of classic myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like your logic, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Try this one. guitar player on earth should know this. Chad. Go ahead. Elton John? No. <laughs> and, and take a point away from Chad for being gay. <laughs> now, nah, he can still have his point. Every guitar player should know this. Elton John? Right? <laughs> yeah, Elton John, yeah, exactly. Doc, you don't know that, huh? Um... Go ahead. Nope. Uh, let's see. Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. No. Good guess, though. Oh. That was the giveaway. Yeah. Right, the last I notes. It. I saw a light go off. Yeah, I did, but... Craig, what is it? I saw you. No, it's just hanging there. No, right? it's just pick it up. Wow. All right. Hang on no there. one got it? Maybe this game sucks, JP. I don't know. You want to get it? <laughs> Go ahead. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, not the name of the song. No. The name of the band is right. It's uh, Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know much Pink Floyd, but even I know that one. You guys have all heard the song, right? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I can play it, but yeah, I should have known it. Let me try. It should sound more like. Don't beat yourself up, though, Doc. It's yeah, right. I'm gonna go out and. Yeah. Now you guys are doing bad. Blood, with the, I think. My head through a window. You guys are doing bad with the classics. I'm gonna do a modern one. I'll try All right. this one. Here you go. Chad. Go ahead. Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Name of the song. Come as you are. That's right. Oh. Chad got it. Coming out of the head, three points. Very good. Did you know that, Mike? No, no was I that? suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm really looking for easy ones here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What's wrong with you people? Oh, I got it. Eh. 
Go ahead. Beatles, Yellow Submarine. There yeah. you go. Good Lord. Thank you for saving my ass, Doc. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> well, I can't tell it, if the game sucks or the contestants I, suck. It's just also MIDI. It just doesn't sound... No, it is. But that's the name of the game. I mean, if I just played you a clip of the real song, it's too well, easy. Well, no, no, no. It's not that, but it just they all kind of have yeah, that. It takes a while. All right, try this one. What is it, what's the score? We're only doing a couple more. Uh, this. Chad playing for Wart Ninja has three. Really? Doc playing for Sean has two, and Tom uh, playing with himself has one. Okay. And Mike has nothing. Sure. Hang in sure. there, Mike. Let's try this one. Go ahead. Oh. Um, gosh, I can't think of it. <laughs> Come on, Tom, you can do it. Still open if anyone else wants Chad. to buzz in. Go ahead, Chad. Led Zeppelin, but I don't know the song. Cashmere. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anybody, I said that. Anybody else have it? <laughs> Cashmere. <laughs> I'm going to have to nullify that point because uh, uh, Craig cheated. Outside help. <laughs> Uh, all right, one more. Uh, yeah, we can do one more, and if Doc gets it for Sean, then, then, then it's we a have tie. To, then it's right? a tie. Yeah. All right. All right, so I can drop the callers then, because we're only doing one more. Thanks, guys. Good job. Good effort. He's just saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it. You guys sucked. <laughs> all right, Doc. But for play the tie. again. <laughs> and we'll go ahead just for fun's sake. We won't even let Chad buzz in on this one. It's all you. You just have to get it. Come on, Doc. Oh. Trying to, I'm even trying to stack the deck here. Let me find a good one for you. So if, if Doc doesn't get it, then Chad automatically wins. Yeah. Okay. So, Chad, sit back, man. Wart Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I got people. Hang on a sec. I don't know, Doc. I'm trying to set it up for you. That's kind of hard. Now I got my phone ringing too. My phone's buzzing in my pocket. You don't know it either, Chad? I I oh, you do know. I wasn't even listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing, and it might be my wife. She's called twice in the last five minutes, so let's... If she's not pregnant, get rid of your phone. You know, somebody better be bleeding for her to call <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the show. All right, I'll give you another one then, just because right, I'm I, a nice I will guy. listen to this one. <laughs> should give you one we've already done and see if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one of these sounds really obvious. None of them. Uh, it's a Zeppelin song. Uh-huh. Um, 
going to California? That's it. We got a tie everybody. <laughs> All right. Do I have one that you guys <laughs> can get? Let's try this one. Uh, it's a Pink Floyd song. That's right. The Wall. Correct album. But not the name of the oh. tune. Chad, you can buzz in on this. This is the tiebreaker. You don't know it. Oh, Mama, Take Me Home. Um, what's the name of the song? Uh, Mother. That's it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's I, it. I just ringing in my head. Ah, what's that song? Okay. Oh, man. That was painful. Yeah. <laughs> a couple too long there. Yeah. How did the chat room do? Were they getting all those? Uh, I don't know. Let me wake them up here. Hang on a Because we might have to uh, get them involved next time and just do it that way. Um, Some of them were, yeah. yeah. And then they just kind of went off uh, making jokes. Yeah, you know? Okay. And it's Mandy Moore song and that kind of, you know, the really funny stuff that the chat room likes to put out. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't one of yours? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. We got Schooners in the house with us today. And when we come back, we're going to find all about uh, that brewery. It's out in Antioch here in California. They won a bunch of awards. They're going to help us uh, figure out how to barrel age beers, too. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. Here on the session, 
It's the Brewing Network at thebrewingnetwork.com. And we got schooners in the house with us today, which is very exciting. We're going to be talking about uh, barrel-aged beers and barley wines and all the awards that these guys have won. It's amazing. I love it when the smaller places, uh, JP, are kind of, you know, that you, you wouldn't think that you'd go to find great beer. And it's just like an oasis in the middle of nowhere. And uh, these guys are just like that. So we're going to talk about that. 888-401-BEER is our number if you want to ask them any questions yourself. Or, of course, you can join JP in the chat room, and he'll pass along your questions to me, and you can Skype us at Brewing Network. So lots of ways to get to us, everybody, all the regular stuff. And uh, happy to have you guys in the studio. Let's uh, get to know you a little bit. We've got uh, uh, Craig, who is now the head brewer at Schooners. Is that right? That's true. I've been doing it for about three years now okay. at Schooners. The previous uh, brewer who opened with uh, Schooners uh, had left, so... I got to take it over. You didn't, like, take them out or anything like that? No, fortunately, that that didn't happen. It wasn't <laughs> ugly in the brewery, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. A mash paddle to the knee. It's easy to clean up, though, so no one would know. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that's true, actually. You could easily dispose of body parts in a brewery. I sure. It's, yeah. uh, Hose it right down the drain. You need to just feed them to the cattle with the rest of your spent grain. It's, uh, it's easy <laughs> to do. And then also we've got the founder of Schooners, Sean, in the studio with us. Yeah. Lots of Sean's on the Brewing Network, and uh, just another one with us here. The, were you the brewer to begin with when you first opened the brewery, or did you always have a, a head? <clears throat> no, I never had time to do any brewing. We opened. I just kind of, with the operations and the restaurant running the whole thing, I uh, just oversaw what was going on in the brewery, but never really got a chance to brew. Okay, so a lot of the brains behind the operation, although you were a home brewer as well. Craig and I started uh, back in 89, 90s, home brewers, yeah. You did? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah my... Uh, our first batch was in my uh, small apartment in our kitchen, and after probably a fourth or fifth batch, it blew up in the bathroom. Oh, uh, the nice. raspberry stout! Uh, we were banned. <laughs> we were banned from uh, brewing anything in the house. So uh, is that right? Yeah. Did you then kind of increase your setup and go brew outside, or then you decided you have to open a craft brewery at that point? <laughs> oh, we, we slowly increased our setup. Yeah, we got the Costco king cooker, and you know, so we're, we've got the dual burner outside, sort of thing. But yeah. um, you know, I'd been saving Grolsch bottles for a couple years back. You know, back in the day when it's hard to get those sorts of things. So I've been saving it for a couple of years, getting those pop tops. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, after about two years, I had uh, enough to do a batch, and had uh, he had the uh, kit for uh, his. Uh, girlfriend had brought from canada at the time okay so we smuggled uh, it right exactly so we uh we cooked that cooked that baby up uh bottled it up and we thought it was pretty special at the time okay <laughs> now what would you say now <laughs> yeah what do you I'm, think i'm glad there's none left so. <laughs> <laughs> all right now i know uh craig that, that your history before you were a professional brewer is very interesting i want to hold off on it a little bit i i alluded to it a little bit on the on the last show uh, so I, I want to hold off on that. I want to know, um, Sean, what you did before you decided to open a brewery and how that kind of came about. When did when did Schooners open first? Uh, this month, six years ago. Six years now. Okay. Yeah. So before that, uh, what was your gig? Uh, I Craig and I were both pre med students at San Jose State, okay. and uh, back in the late eighties, and uh, he went off, got his master's in biology, and I went off to UC Davis and got a master. Uh, Brewer certificate from uh, the program up there at the college. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. To hell with med school. To hell with med school. No kidding. And uh, good it, choice. Just before I graduated from Davis, uh, Black Diamond had just opened up in Walnut Creek. Uh huh. And uh, their brewer was moving. Helped open up the brewery in El Dorado in Reno. Okay. He was moving on, so I started uh, running that. Was there for four years. Moved out to Antioch, 
have been around restaurants most of my life uh, and moved out to this town of 75,000 people and there's no place to eat. It's okay. absolutely none. Yeah. That's true, and, and and let's talk about that just for a second, uh, because we have listeners from all over the place who have no idea what Antioch sure. is. Antioch is kind of a commuter community that has been built up in the Bay Area here, and it's uh, kind of a result of the extreme cost of housing in California, exactly. and, and particularly in the San Francisco Bay Area. So what you have is a lot of people who make really good money working in the Silicon Valley and in San Francisco, and, and even closer in, in Walnut Creek here, uh, but they can't afford to live where they work. Um, so these communities out uh, a, a bit farther from the Bay, uh, Antioch, uh, Brentwood, a couple of other Pittsburgh. communities there, they just started, it was just this one of those big booms where build, they build, just... Build, build, build. Yeah. But it's, it, was, it was all houses. Yeah. But, and no you place could, to eat or shop. Right. And you could get a great uh, a great house, I mean, compared yeah. to what you'd get in San Francisco for, for a fraction of the cost. Yeah. So it just exploded. And then that kind of brings us to exactly what you guys are saying, where it was all houses, but then not a whole lot else. Yeah. But you did have these communities built out there, so so all weekend long and evenings, uh, I mean, everybody's home, and they don't want to go anywhere because they commute all week long. Right. And there's not a whole lot of anything to do. So I think a lot of businesses kind of popped up, a lot of big movie theaters, a couple of bowling alleys, you know, your, your regular stuff. And uh, and then, I guess, uh, six years ago, here comes Schooners. Well, it started probably eight years ago. I decided to start investigating the opportunity to open a restaurant. I originally went to the owners of Black Diamond and said, hey, you know, I think we should open one of these out here in, in Antioch. And, and they weren't interested, and I, and I respected that. So I started gathering information to write a business plan. Yeah raise money and eventually i left black diamond just to pursue it full time just i knew if i was going to make it happen i had to give it my all okay so now backing up to when you were going to med school you weren't like uh you weren't going to be a proctologist or anything right that wasn't the plan no <laughs> what would you want to be we got the uh, wrong guest <laughs> yeah most, you're, you're most uh, pre-meds until they get into med school they really don't figure out what they're going to be until you never know yeah now how much of a fortune did you spend on med school before you decided to go to davis well never we, it was never, all pre-med it was all, all pre-med it was all undergrad yeah. okay okay yeah. so not too bad yeah yet it was a lot of science now when you told your folks at the time or whoever it mattered to i don't know if you were married at the time or anything else when you said hey i'm gonna go ahead and drop out of med school and go learn how to brew beer how did that conversation go i think the quote from mom was great instead of healing people you're getting them drunk <laughs> yeah, that was the quote from oh, mom. it's just a different, different way of healing them. <laughs> yeah, different i agree was it a, a sore subject or were they supportive uh my dad you know Probably didn't really carry the way, and okay. I think my mom was one that took it. My hard. son's not a doctor, yeah, damn it! Much. I mean, that's the dream of, yeah, uh, for sure. a parent. Their whole and you were you were going for it, and then you you shot him right in the face with your beer dream. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Dad a beer drinker at the time? A drinker, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, by the way, you're surrounded by those guys. Don't worry about that. Uh, okay, so fair enough. Well, how about now? Let's. Uh, I'll get back to it. But fast forward. How do they feel about your decision now? Uh, and you know, a restaurant owner working hard, trying to raise a family. Typical. They see them just. Uh, you know, accept it more now. Oh, well, you got a master's degree. They got to give you something for that. Sure, that's pretty good. Yeah. And and not only that, it's if uh, I think a lot of people who don't know about brewing don't realize that's basically a chemistry degree too. I mean, it's not you're not a slouch over there drinking beer uh, through your education. It's the 
probably the biggest misconception. Your brewery, all you do is drink beer all day. It's yeah. couldn't be further from. Or the how truth. many ounces in a pint? And then you got the. No, you're a master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chemistry, biology. I mean, you pretty much needed it to get into Davis, and the, it, mm-hmm. Davis's brewing school was pretty much built around pre med curriculum. I mean, it really oh, is was. that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, they want to suck away all the all the pre med students. What's that? The dropout rate. Was it a high dropout rate there too? Yeah, the, because it's it, tough. Oh, yeah, no, you know, it's a misconception. They think that oh, I'm going to brewing yeah. school, and then it's the same way with people like oh, I'm going to take some chemistry. Oh, it's well, not, it's not chemistry; it's math. The flip side of it too was, uh, you know, I was a, a pretty good student all through high school and college, and I got up to Davis thinking I was going to be, you know, kind of the top guy up there. And uh, yeah, I was it's, a, it's also, a cold slap in the face. I was isn't blown it? away by some of the talent that was going there too. I mean, okay. talking 4.0 Penn State grads and stuff right. like that i mean we're talking it was there was a cream of the crop there also okay. there were some guys that were blown away by the curriculum as far as didn't expect it to be so tough but there were some other guys that were like you know um, i'm gonna rock this boat uh, well the so. dichotomy of the uh the program as well it's half engineering and then half biology and usually you don't get those two yeah, things they don't mix together too well usually. right the thermodynamics versus uh yeast budding it's uh, <laughs> yeah How's that fit together? So overall, Life I, just, I wanted to ask, yeah. uh, you know, just real quick, because there's a lot of homebrewers out there. We, yeah. we always talk about Davis. Uh, it sounds like you, you, you guys all think really highly of the program. Is it something that you would recommend to anybody who wants to go into brewing? It, 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 if you're very serious about it, I, I would. It would be same if you're serious about being a chef and going to culinary school. It's a huge endeavor. Okay. Expense. Uh, commitment. I mean, if you're time. really serious about it, if you're just sitting there going, I like beer, I like to drink beer, I want to go to Davis. But, I mean, as far as the curriculum, I mean, there's only three schools that are recognized by the Institute of Brewing in the world. One's in Davis, mm-hmm. one's in London, and one's in Germany. I mean, that are recognized by the Institute of Brewing. Really? So if you're, I mean, if you just know your heart tells you this is what I'm going to do, yeah, um, and you don't want to be paid a lot for what you do, then you got to go into brewing. <laughs> so, all right, let me get this right. Uh, <laughs> if you want to do what you love and you want to be poor, go for it. Uh, yeah, that's why we go into radio. Yeah, yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I've lived that dream. <laughs> yeah, JP's doing it now. Yeah. In fact, he—it's even a step below. He decided to be a professional home brewer. He works at a homebrew shop for a living, which is even less than than being a professional brewer. Hey, way to stick to your guns, JP. Hey, you know, hey, maybe someday I can be on your show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and not All get right. paid. Yeah. So eight years ago, you're putting this together. You decide yeah. you're going to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, I I can imagine. I, I'm picturing. You, you you're brewing for a company. You've got some college debt. You, you're probably not loaded at that point. How do you come up with the uh, you know the capital to start this thing? Uh, a lot of it had to do with fate. I mean, I just I ran into a couple people, a lawyer, an accountant, and it, some people that guided me to write a business plan, showed me how to raise the money. Okay, um, got some timely articles come out in the newspaper that told about my dream, trying to to make this happen. Um, that got some people to call and say, hey, I, I want to see this business plan. Hey, I want to invest. Oh, great. And just like I said, it, it took the the perfect scenario for it to happen. Yeah. And it was obviously meant to be because uh, when people that are in the business or any kind of a, a real a, a business type where they say, you know, this is how what it takes to get a business open, they look at this and go, you should have never gotten that done. I mean, the loans that I got through SBA, it's like... They don't give those loans anymore. Yeah, it, it, I've looked at those. So people say it's it's it really was short of a miracle that I was able to get it open. And no, no looking back, I would have to agree. Help uh, with twenty one A as well. 
Yeah, going down to yeah, going back to Soli, uh, seeing their business plan and things like that. Soli helped me out a lot. He was my inspiration. We both kind of went through this. Uh, the, the timing of it was very similar. He was a little ahead of me. Um, I saw him go through everything that I went through, but he got it done, and that gave me the inspiration to keep fighting. So okay. I, I would just when when uh, Soli finally opened, I'd go out there and just sit in one of his chairs at his table just to sit there and go. He did. He did it. I can do it. Yeah. I mean, and he would tell me this is like Sean. You can do it. Right. Um, but it, you got to points where it's like what am i doing yeah you know it does get tough doesn't it yeah. and you're and you're spending money you don't have and you're oh man uh, it is it's the anytime you're you're just kind of shooting after the dream it uh yeah man it gets rough you gotta yeah. keep you gotta plug away that's great and actually sully's great like that it, across the whole industry he's really good for supporting people and kind of pushing them to do their dream because you know he was a guy who decided uh he was doing uh, law interning and he's like I, I am miserable here writing papers all day and I don't want to do this and he left a, a pretty good gig to go be an assistant brewer somewhere yeah. and then you know a few years later he's got the 2 and a and they're doing great but he's so, happy yeah. flying all over the place missing planes <laughs> missing shows yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah still with that great. big head and still got a big red head <laughs> but uh, I noticed the, the chair we saved for him <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh <laughs> Instant success when you guys open? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that right? Yeah, too much though. It was over the top. Okay. I mean, we, we we knew we were on. People something. were hungry. We we knew we were on something special, and we knew we did. We knew it was going to be big. Our, our accountant was trying to tell us how to to develop a model that you know, if you're big, great, you'll be successful. But if you're not big and you plan for big, you're going to be out of business. And okay. So you know, we tried to accept that philosophy, and but we down deep knew it was going to be big, and yeah. and I and I actually planned on opening two or three of these things, and when we opened up, I had three GMs, three executive chefs on staff, people that were working in Redwood City, commuting and working over here, and and they didn't want to commute anymore. They they're willing to come open, help open this place, take a major pay cut with the hopes of opening uh, other places. Yeah, closer to them. Closer to them. So I I opened up going, God, I can open two more of these after this one. And I've got the GMs and the chefs on staff to to do this all right away. And and all of a sudden, you know, six months later, everyone's gone. Right. It's just... They couldn't hang. We were on a a two-hour wait seven nights a week. It was... Out of it was just so beyond what we thought it could be, and those guys just you know, didn't—they didn't like that. They were fed up with it, or it, it was just—it was out of control. I see. And uh, I mean, they, they came into this with the plan that he was going to open someplace closer to them. They would manage that place, like, sure. like down in Redwood City, which is uh, thirty miles from here, thirty minutes probably. Mm-hmm. Redwood City from here. Oh, from Concord, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. with the commute. It, the morning commute would be a two hour right yeah, so, yeah. so but it's far enough away but not that far away but sure. it, you, know, you promise somebody this they're yeah. not planning on moving and they don't want that commute right. and you just you couldn't come up fast enough with the new place well, we just we couldn't get through the day with enough food in a refrigerator to feed people wow. I mean that's the kind of problems wow. we had we had refrigerator trucks parked out back that our food vendor lent us the first three four months no kidding just because we couldn't get enough food in our walk and even get through the day what a great opening I mean it was just it, but it was and everyone goes oh yeah everyone wishes they had that you know oh it's a nightmare in itself it was, it was a nightmare it was a nightmare I mean, and it, it literally probably wasn't until the ninth or tenth month after opening that I felt like we even could even pull our ass or head out of our ass I mean it really yeah. it was just like before you came it was war every day it was going to war wow 
That's unbelievable. Yeah. But we, the problem is we still get people to this day say, oh yeah, we came by the, the first couple months and it was nuts. We haven't been back. And <laughs> six years later. Yeah. Know, so we're still fighting that as well. Just to get people back in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we're here with Sean and Craig from Schooners. If you're just, uh, tuning in, they're talking all about, uh, how they got started. I keep trying to get Doc to take a pay cut and work for the Brewing <laughs> Network. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to give him money. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that uh, you would have to pay me. <laughs> he won't do it. Uh, wow, well, it sounds like uh, I know it's a tough problem to have, but uh, it's a lot better than the problem of standing around uh, twiddling your thumbs. Sure, so no doubt. Uh, good for you guys. And so uh, here you are now, uh, you, you know, after you opened, it's it's six years later. You started with a different master brewer when you had first opened. Yeah, my, my assistant at Black Diamond followed me over to, to Schooners, um, a great home brewer. And it had been actually back in the old uh, original days with Devil Mountain. When they moved out to Benicia, he was from Benicia. Okay. It was actually worked for them. And uh, just a, a, he was a solid brewer. And so he opened with me. All right. And uh, met a gal in the Air Force stationed at Travis. She got transferred to, to Texas. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was getting ready to open another one in Livermore a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, called up Craig, who was out at uh, in Boston at the time, and he said, why don't you take about an 80% pay cut and come uh, be a brewer for me? You have to buy your own plane ticket and, on the way uh, out. But, well, I wasn't going yeah, to send him a plane ticket or anything, but <laughs> I said, come on, uh, do the numbers. You move out here to Brentwood, you'd be surprised. You'd be able to, even if I don't open it, I'm sure uh, just on your uh, income from your wife, you'd be able to, to make it work. Yeah. Uh, he called me 30 days later and said, we're coming home. Oh, so, okay. And then the Livermore fell through, did fall through, and uh, Chris's uh, wife got transferred to Texas and... Craig took over the brewery in Antioch, and since then, it's just been having a ball. Okay. All right, I, and I still want to get to that story, because that's fantastic. But how did you guys meet in the first place? You said that you got, it was at med school? You guys were going to school together? No, I, pre-med. Pre-med, rather. You just met at university. <laughs> right. Actually, right? We, actually we, uh, we we both started interning at San Jose Medical Center uh, okay. doing uh, phlebotomy. Oh, uh, yeah. We were in the Everybody same. does that. Exactly. Well, you know, they get uh, two, two weeks uh, two weeks to uh, a month of free labor out of you, drawing blood, oh, yeah. basically, and then they give you a certificate at the end of that. Well, uh, we were in the same uh, starting class of uh, three phlebotomists, so we kind of got to know each other there and then figure out we had some classes together and that sort of thing after that so okay and love of baseball and that sort of thing so all right that's kind of how we got together and then so he bailed and went to brew school and you stuck with med well i i think bailing is a, a tough term there but uh, we I were, like that he made one. the hard decision to move on <laughs> in another direction of their life yeah he bailed <laughs> well i think it was <laughs> bailed. it's the summer in between our uh, uh, undergrad and graduate uh, work so we are both studying for the mcat and took it uh i ended up uh, plunking uh, quite a bit of money into medical school applications uh i can thank my yeah. wife for that understanding yeah. but uh okay did uh, you go on the interviews that's expensive i wish i had at least gotten an interview oh. for all that money <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> and what do you mean but, just to apply to schools gets very expensive yeah i okay. I, I put about four grand into just applications so you put in applications in and then you get the letters back to say they want to talk to you then you got to go fly right. Here, and then there's there, a everywhere. secondary application for yeah. another fifty bucks or whatever, yeah. and then they uh, it, it's, really it's not yeah it's not cheap. And so it, give me a rough idea. What does it cost to apply to one school? It's it's usually fifty to a hundred bucks, okay. and then that's it's just, just a the paper. primary, right? That's, that's, that's the primary uh, application. Then they send you a secondary application for another fifty bucks. Going okay, we received it. Give us another fifty bucks. So okay. and then you try that. Yeah. And it goes to the second round, and then if they want to talk to you. 
you got to go actually see them. If, sure. it's, if it's Boston, then you got to go to Texas, Atlanta. You got to fly around. Okay. And, so, and when you're right. poor student already, that ain't fun. All right. So you had gone through all of that. Yeah. So you know, we were. Um, Biotech was starting to take off then, and it looked like medical school wasn't going to happen for me. So biotech was starting to take off, so I uh, jumped on that bag- bandwagon, uh, ended up finishing my master's. And you know, going into it, anyone who knows about biotech and that sort of thing, a master's is kind of a super bachelor's. And mm-hmm. I really didn't want the Ph.D., but I knew the... Then you have to teach. The, I know, exactly. The master's would give me at least an advantage in the marketplace. So okay. um, I ended up getting in with a great biotech that was starting uh, uh, some great technology in uh, gene discovery and gene uh, expression. Yeah. And that allowed me to uh, secure a really nice job at Harvard running a core facility. Uh, for them using this technology. Okay. So after about four years, that's when I was hitting my burnout point. Uh, started yeah. to wait, wait, up. wait. Stop for a second because okay. I think you're being modest here. I at least want to cover. So you're at Harvard. Uh-huh. Uh, you didn't just get on some gene program. The rumor has it you actually helped do the first mapping of the human genome like that would be overstating that's a different actually a different area what we were doing was taking the known genes putting them onto basically a a one by three microscope slide and spotting 10,000 known genes onto a microscope slide and then taking cancer samples and um you know, through various labeling techniques, putting them onto that slide, and we could tell which genes were active in the cancer samples versus a normal, normal. sample. I so see. then the sure. the, res- the researchers would use that technology to identify target genes uh, to look uh, for cancer therapies. JP, I don't know about you, but I think that's mapping the human <laughs> genome, and I also f- feel really dumb. What? <laughs> yeah. I, found, I, mean, I found some pictures uh, with some, some with some naked pictures with some girls. I mean, these are the people who brew our beer, and it never ceases to amaze me their their background. And uh, uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'd I'm given a lot that, happier now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'd have given that up too. <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah, better. yeah. You can drink the beer. You can't lick the slides. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm not, good. <laughs> I'm not really into fashion, you know, with all the jeans and stuff like that. Well, you know? you're doing fine over there. Thank you. Thank, all right, good job. 888-401-BEER. Plus, uh, you can join us in the chat. We're here with Sean and Craig from Schooners. So, all right, so you're hang- now you're at Harvard for uh, four years, you say, before you got fat? Yeah, okay. exactly. And, you know, the stress of stuff, Harvard's number one for a reason. And, you know, every, you have the, all these uh, MD, PhDs over your shoulder every single day going, you're ruining my publication. You give me results yeah. now. Are there any hotties uh, in the lab at Harvard? Or is it all kind of, you know, dipsticks. he had one <laughs> like yeah. people there, who never got a date. There, there's a couple. <laughs> there is, yeah. And you're amazed. It's uh, uh, these MD PhDs, and they're and they're pretty hot. You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Brains so, and uh, okay, go yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, the stress was definitely getting to me, and uh, even the uh, Boston area has the hour, hour and a half long commute. So you know, those long commutes, uh, the pressure at, at Harvard and stuff. It was about the time he called me. I'm like, man, I just don't know if I can step away. Um, and it wasn't 30 days. I think it was more like 
13 days or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, just to get through those numbers uh, on what okay. was going and on. And you were younger but, then. Imagine doing that now. Yeah, you know? I know. You'd be Thank really you. burned out. Exactly. So, hey, look who's in the yeah. studio. <laughs> oh, it looks like the Sully crew might have made it. All right. Yeah, at least uh, Stephanie's walking in. <laughs> okay, go on, please. So uh, so I think it was uh, about 13 days later I said, uh, we we can do it. We're moving. So uh, we uh, we... Uh, I asked him if he would pay for an interview and a flight back, but I don't think that was going to happen. He said, no, I want you to, he said, uh, no, here's the deal. I want you to take a pay cut, move across the country, and no, no bonus, no right. help. Will nothing. you pay for my move? No, I was okay. That's my kind of guy. Sean, I'm like that kind of employer too. I'm like, hey, JP, listen, I'm wondering if you can come spend every one of your Sundays, you know, one of your only days off here in the studio. Uh-huh. Uh, what Sounds you'll do so is far. deal with people berating you in the chat room all night long. Great, great. And I I won't pay you anything. Oh. Oh, and can you bring homebrew when you come over? You didn't actually ask him that, that, did you? I did. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, that me and the Sean have thing. a lot in common. This is uh, right. this is how the conversation went with Craig. Right. But it's, it's an amazing experience. So being able to start uh, brewing a professional system and in many ways homebrewing in your driveway smoking a stogie is fantastic. Yeah, but uh, yeah. at the same time, uh, just you know, throwing switches and, and hooking up hoses is a lot easier than uh, some of the homebrew stuff you do as well. Yeah, but that's sure. the going uh, in part. Cleaning up afterwards well, is a big well, I think, deal you know, too. Brewing actually on homebrew is easier, but uh, dealing with fermentation and sanitation and oxygen issues uh, later on down the line is a lot easier on a professional system. Okay. So you hadn't professionally brewed at all you were just you were you went from home brewer to um correct so what was the what was the deal sean that you you felt really confident asking him to come do it was it the biology Uh, sure it was uh craig's a sharp guy we're both in biology and chemistry craig's always told me his dream one day is be a professional brewer i mean that's been his dream and uh you know I don't have a brother, but I always consider Craig like a brother. We've, you know, we've been friends now for almost 20 years. Okay. Um, and I consider him like a brother. And I knew if he ever got into professional brewing, uh, he would have a lot of fun. Did he Closer do than it. brothers. Okay. Br- brothers fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true then. I mean. Okay, let me go, let me go to the phones here. With that, uh, let me segue to the telephones. I think he we watched got, that movie uh, way too much. I know. Boob, what's happening, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good. You got a question for these fellas? Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking at their website here, and I'm wondering which of the hot blondes and bikinis is which one's what. <laughs> oh. <laughs> good question. Like That's good answer. That one. Good question. Um, the tell you the truth i can't remember uh well one of them's a regular of ours uh, dawn and then i can't remember the name of the, the, the model the model uh, she had just had a baby i think three weeks prior to that shoot so uh oh, wait. Which, yeah no yes yep <laughs> you just ruined it for oh i'm looking at him now oh what is this all about where that was for the celebrator swimsuit issue last year that, that we were shooting shots for that ruined here Schooners, uh, okay, everybody. It's schoonersbrewery.com if you don't know it. And uh, okay, so There's this a gallery celebrator gallery. does a calendar every yeah. every year. In yep. fact, I just saw an ad in their last celebrator where they're looking for brewers to say. I thought it was a spoof when I saw the ad. I thought it was a spoof calendar where they actually want the brewers to get into some do bathing. See, I think that's funny. That'd be some hilarious. Do. Oh yeah, you got some. You got I see some nothing. Funny well, we we it. submitted again this year. This time we had three models, three or two, three three models, and it's coming up. We're trying to get the cover. Four. Actually, we had four. Four models. Is that we right? We thought we were going to get the cover last That's year. That's my favorite. Right so we're hoping for the cover this year. 
So you got uh, none of these are your wives or girlfriends. These are uh, extra people. Uh, one's, extra. One, is a, one is a one is a model and one is a regular at schooners. A regular, yeah. I see. What nights does she uh, go? Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, good question, Bob. Good. Good. <laughs> I think Bob's done. All right, thank you, Bob. <laughs> I didn't even have to use the bub timer on him. But, uh, <laughs> all right, so you decide to go ahead and do it, and you have to go, now. You, you get the offer, and you, you're kind of fed up at Harvard. And uh, what does your wife do? Apparently, she does pretty well. She's uh, does marketing for SAP. Okay, so you come home to your wife, and you say, "Listen, I want to go. I want to move to Antioch." Uh, and I and I mean that the way I say it. By the way, <laughs> I want to move to Antioch. <laughs> I want to brew beer for a living. I'm going to take a pay cut, et cetera, et cetera. How does that conversation go? Actually, it goes really well. She was uh, born and and I'll say this the way. I mean, she was born in Fresno, uh, so, so Antioch's not a far <laughs> right. uh, stretch. And, um, so it's not too big of a stretch. But you know, we she was born and raised in California, so we knew Boston was kind of an experiment. See how it was going to go. And I love Boston. It's the six months of kind of brown and gray during the uh, October to May that's tough to sure. take but yeah. uh, she was ready to go okay. and it was it was fine so it really was fine. see that's great I mean there's so many times there's a lot of sacrifice that has to be made and it's hard but that's awesome that she wanted well, to be back in Cali anyway she's fantastic I mean any wild hair I've ever had she's said oh explore it try it out so it's it's been really there's wonderful. kids on there's kids on wow <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, easy. That reminds me of a story Wild with a chicken hair. and a tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then you just you go ahead and do it, and that was three years ago now. Is that yeah, uh, three uh, three years ago in February? So I came on and uh, originally, and, and Chris was still brewing, and I was doing uh, uh, basically maintenance stuff around the uh, the brewery and and the restaurant, uh, waiting for the second place to open. And it just it was amazing how it happened that his, his wife happened to get the transfer as uh we found out that the second place we really, really wasn't going to happen so i see so then uh we had maybe 2 weeks of crossover uh tops once he figured out he was going to be moving so okay and then i took over so and then and Sean has provided an amazing resource and knowledge and you know to keep me elevating my game and then okay. going to the brewers conferences and that sort of thing paying attention to what their uh their the presentations there, that sort of thing. Sure. Like the Craft Brewers Conference. You got that coming up next exactly. week. Exactly. Exactly like that. I actually find it really interesting, Sean, that you, you know, went through all that schooling and that you are a master brewer and that you've never been the brewer at, you know, that, or the, I guess the everyday brewer at your place. Yeah. I think it's fantastic that the guy that runs the show has that kind of brewing experience. You don't find that very no. often. Usually the guy that runs the show doesn't know anything and he hires a brewer who does, but you do both. I think that that's pretty fascinating. Uh, you never wanted to hire someone to do what you do now so you could be in the brew house? Sure. You did want to? <laughs> Every day. Okay. <laughs> At least that first nine months. Okay. Do you just not feel con- – are you kind of a control guy? Like yeah. Like you need to be in there? I would love to be in the brewery behind the glass, you know, but I know the, the, the nuts and bolts of a running a restaurant is being out okay. out there. And, and brewing would be – Fun and more enjoyable. Yeah. But because I am probably a control freak, I have to be out where, sure. the, where the guts is. And, and you know what? A, a restaurant is an easy business to mess up. I mean, it really, I think a lot of people, uh, think, hey, it's running a restaurant. You serve some people some food. Uh, there's so much to it. It's an easy business. You could, you could be doing a lot of business and still be going broke. Gold mine. Uh, Justice left mine, a lot of mine. things in his wake. <laughs> everyone thinks yes. I just, everyone thinks I just, I actually, 
bury wheelbarrows of money in my backyard. I mean, sure. Really, that's what people think. You don't? It's really in the front yard? It's not true? Yeah. <laughs> well, now you have to start moving to the I mean, front these yard. Are, these are, these are quotes. You know, how much land do I own down in Cancun? Yeah. How many Mercedes have I bought? How many racehorses how many, do I mean, own? people think it's just it's just wheelbarrows of money in this business. They right. Really do. And you just Sean's don't. laughing in the background. Yeah. So he, he, he actually is burying all that money. Yeah. <laughs> Sully's like, <laughs> only a million? <laughs> I, 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 I've always aspired to be like Sean. And hopefully now, within the next year, I can travel the world promoting canned product and stuff. I'm, I mean, I've yeah. always been trying to follow his footsteps. Right. And I still, I mean, you know, he, I don't even know if he ever even goes to his restaurant anymore. <laughs> Every time I talk well, to him, he's getting off busy. a plane. He's missing planes. It's he's a in, jet set he's in Paris. He's in Italy. Listen, in Sean's it, you know, defense, like, he rented a Kia today to get to the studio. <laughs> you know, I went out there on Friday to to go have lunch with Sean, and we had to go. We went off site. We didn't even eat at the brewery. He even eat he's like, listen, no. uh, because he's just too famous. He can't be in his own place. He's like, I can't afford. Look, to uh, here. let's go. My my big uh, black glass. It's two dollar burger day. I can't afford two one a. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Right <laughs> hey, all right. I'm here though. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> like I'm your boss or something. No, Don't worry fine. about you can it, bust Sean. My balls all your month. Uh, you Sean, I just wanted to say that uh, <laughs> you and Stephanie are about as reliable as the uh, <laughs> the Kia as, you drove in on. As the uh, yeah, as the Iraqi military. Well, let me tell you something. We are. Uh, <laughs> I know. For this we're reason. all that and you, more. You we, made it. We would have been here earlier, but we missed. Uh, we have to be. At, we, we, we were in San Diego this weekend, yeah. so we we're flying back this morning at around eight twenty and. Uh, we uh, we missed our flight, but we were there an hour beforehand. But apparently in San Diego, you have to be there three hours ahead of time, which I is kind of weird. It's just a crazy airport. It's like Vegas, if anybody's ever flown through Vegas. On Sunday? Yeah, nasty. Yeah, and, uh, were you smoking weed on the way home? No. Because <laughs> you got cotton mouth. No, I, I I was driving over 100 miles an hour, though. But I he had like the wind in a blowing Kia there. out the window. <laughs> no, he, he hasn't had a beer in 20 no, minutes. No, I haven't. That's why he's got I, cotton mouth. It was uh, really... It was in, I mean, we were in San Diego, what, like yeah. eight hours no, ago? You guys hauled ass. He left me a message this morning. It's like 9 o'clock or something. He's like, uh, so we... Well, we didn't really miss our flight, <laughs> but we didn't catch our flight, and we rented a car. We'll be there. Don't yeah. worry. We're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Hey, they're pretty much on time. It's it's what yeah. they came in at like six fifteen. Yeah, yeah. We said we'd be here actually. Yeah, right. So it's good. You did good. Thank you guys for making the trip. calculated awesome. time. But more in, more in our defense, we did call Southwest and every airline trying to get out of Long Beach, Ontario, Burbank, LAX, and we couldn't even get. So a flight, we rented a car so. one way, and we're here. Okay, <laughs> just for the scooter show. All right, That's so awesome. Stephanie right. is going to be working the chat room for the rest of the night. I, I hope you didn't think you're going to get to get here and relax. I no, put you right to work. So that key is pretty much a throwaway. You just like to cast it away. You know, one, well, one way rental. It's a Malibu, but it could be an Ikea. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. So. No, no, it's it is the worst Horrible. car in the world. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. I, I, you know, the thing well, was shaking. You know, we were you won't we were going hundred miles an hour. But you won't, you won't, yeah, get above hundred, it might That'll shake a little. You won't have the GM guys on your. Show. <laughs> you couldn't really make fast turns either because the whole car would just. Well, you're on the five, right? And uh, for the most part. Okay, yeah. That's great radio. Yeah. All right, listen. This is all fascinating and everything, but Craig's like a genius over here, and you two retards couldn't even catch a flight. So uh, we're trying to get to the beer here. 
<laughs> we're going to take a, a really quick break. Uh, we're going to finish up the history of schooners. We're going to get ourselves up to date, and then we're going to start talking about beer with these guys because uh, you guys have brewed a lot of uh, uh, not just your award-winning beer, but just a lot of good beer over the years. So we're going to talk about that. 888-401-BEER is the phone number. Of course, you can join us in the chat room as well. Ask all the questions you want. Uh, we'll be right back with Schooners right here on the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Give booze a chance. Hey, one, two, one, two, three, four. feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, 
table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, is a major factor in dancing like a retard, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy. And it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
We're back with the fellas from Schooners. We got Sean and Craig hanging out with us, and Craig's pouring us barley wine right now, which is a, a pretty sweet thing because uh, they've got some aged uh, barley wines. Uh, that's our main topic of discussion when we start talking about how to brew yeah. beer today, guys. Is they're going to help us figure out how to barrel age and cast condition and prepare beers to do that and prepare barrels to do that. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. So eight 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 four zero one beer is the number if you want to ask questions or you can now join Stephanie in the chat room. She's helping you out today. Stephanie, I'm glad to have you in there. And, glad uh, to be here. Uh, be nice to everybody, and everybody be nice to Steph. Uh, she does have the powers that Power. be. Like She-Ra. Are you in there as JP? <laughs> No. Is, is that or do you have yes. your own name? You're in there as I'm JP. Abuse her as you would JP. That's where the powers are. I don't think I gave you real powers, that, so you have right. to use JP. The power name. lies in me. I just want to remind everybody that I've been in the car with Sully for eight hours. Yeah, I thought you be nice. <laughs> I thought you smelled kind of funny. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, the first hey, thing that got in my mind was mm, smelly. <laughs> We've been in a Malibu for yes. eight hours. Oh, <laughs> that's no good. Well, Stephanie will be helping you out there in the chat room, so please get your questions to us. Uh, let me read you some of the awards that uh, Schooners has won over the years because I think that's an interesting place to start. And just in, in 2006 alone, um, a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival for your oatmeal stout. That's fantastic. Uh, I think I. I think I tried it at the GABF, and I, I haven't had it at the brewery. Do you guys, are you still serving that stout, or it's long gone? We actually brought a bottle tonight. Did you? Oh, that's great. So that's a gold medal winner, a bronze medal, same year, GABF last year, for your Irish stout. You guys are good at the uh, the black beers, huh? Well, this is, like I said, every year it's something new for us, which is the, the great thing. This year we took medals for both our stouts. The Irish is on right now. We usually rotate between the two. Okay. So it just happened to be this was the year for us for stouts. Yeah. I don't know if it goes for beer, but I heard once you go black. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go get tested and wash off. <laughs> Wait, sorry. JP. What are you, Don Imus? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, let's see. What else we got? California State Fair last year. First place for red ale. First place for IPA. First place for cask-aged barley wine. That was your old Woody. First place for oatmeal stout. Did anybody else win a first place last year at the California State Fair besides you guys? Oh, yeah. There's quite a few. Good job. Uh, World Beer Cup silver medal for the cask-aged barley wine. Again, the uh, old Woody. That was your uh, 2004 And we we brought that tonight. Did you really? Yeah. Right. We just poured the 2002 regular uh, uh, Old Diablo. That's the one that won the Tornado. That's this one here? Yeah. Yes. And then we have the uh, 2004 Old Diablo waiting in the wings, or Old Woody waiting in the wings. Old Woody. Wow. I'm no mathematician, but that's like eight years old, right? Is it? That's a long time. That's amazing. Uh, Let's see. World Beer Cup silver medal for the 2004 Wow, that's your, is that your most award-winning beer ever, the, the 2004 Old Woody? The, uh, cast conditioned barley wine is our, that one. It our is. most, we, we won, uh, we won for both the 2002 cast condition and the 2004. Okay. 2003 was, uh, a bit of an anomaly. <laughs> Who is that? Who's doing all that? That was me. Rookie. Solely noob. God damn it, Rookie. Pushed him. Blame it on me. It's all right. I like how, I like how Sean, uh, that O'Sullivan just threw his buddy Sean uh, right under the bus. I ask who does it, and Sean like points both fingers at uh, the guy who's moving the microphone. I deserve around. it right now after not showing up on time and retaining uh, Stephanie from the chat room. Yeah. In 2005, you guys uh, got a bronze at the GABF. Uh, 
this is all from memories? Tornado. Hey, can we taste this beer right now? Or you want to keep reading? No, taste it. Dude, you're tasting while I'm reading so we don't have to listen to you drink it. California State Fair, you did great. Paleo. First place. A couple second places last year, too. Guys have been winning since uh, 2001, it looks like, you, you, is the first uh, ones you have listed here at the California State Fair. That's so. when we opened. Wow, this is really nice. Fantastic. You guys Thanks. have been doing really well since then. Smooth. All right, so that's what I want to talk about, and uh, we'll talk about this beer that, that we're drinking, too. Um, I, I want to know, what's your, do you guys have like a primary style of beer that you brew at the place now, or is it just kind of whatever you're feeling like? Like a house ale kind of thing? Yeah. No, well, we, I think we do uh, a variety. I don't think we focus on one thing. You really just try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We have well, we have our five house styles, but then uh, we do have the specialties that we rotate throughout the year. And we're actually fortunate; we get to do a, a couple loggers a year as well. You do. That yeah. was my next question. So you do get a couple loggers in there. We have a single logger tank, so we can uh, do two or three. We could do more. We actually uh, put the barley wine into the logger tank for a while as well to help right. that age. Okay. Well. And uh, it, what are the other loggers that you do? What kind of things you like to do? We've done the uh, Munich Dunkel, okay. uh, the Märzen, uh slash Oktoberfest. Sure. Uh, we've done the Maybach as well in the past. And Very nice. The uh, California Lager is sitting in the tank right now. Okay. The last commercially brewed Maybach I had, uh, American craft brewed Maybach doc, it was shit. Uh, it wasn't schooners. I'm going to say that. Yeah, right now. I, I haven't had bad. a lot of good ones. Was yeah. it a TBN? That's a tough beer to it, <laughs> commercially brew. Commercially, Mister Imus. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough, commercially brewed. It's a tough beer. Was to it brew. the TBN? Mark? He didn't like the TBN. I box? think. Uh, is that what you're oh, at? is that what he was asking? Yeah. yeah. What did you think I said? What, you didn't lager the TBN box, so it uh, doesn't even fit. Oh, so I get off on a technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Exactly. You have a really deep. You voice. rolled out from underneath that bus. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thought of that one quick too. <laughs> what are you going to brew for us this year, Sully? You don't I, know. I don't know yet. He's going to throw some shit in a barrel <laughs> after. Call it TBN. Watermelon, <laughs> pale ale. <laughs> no, I'm going to go take a nap. The scrapings, Rambo. I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah. Beer suicide. But you, you know, should. Justin, I'm going to put some time and energy. <laughs> in I should have been thinking about it for the last nine hours. I know you had a long drive up. Here. What were you thinking about that last nine hours? I was thinking about you, Doc. Ooh, <laughs> couldn't wait to get here on my lap. All right, Whoa. all right. Whoa! You know what? I haven't been into Malibu in a while. <laughs> everybody eventually gets their start on? in a Malibu. Yeah. So oh, everybody, you know, everybody talks about how they, uh, the commercial brewers, small guys, how they can't do loggers because of the of the tank space. But you guys do a lot of barley wines too, and that's even more space, isn't it? Keeping that stuff around. I mean, I guess you get it out of. You don't have to put it in a in a in a, a clarifying tank. You don't have to use up a fermenter for so long. You can put it somewhere else. But it's still inventory that's sitting around for a long time before you get to sell it, right? Is that a tough thing for you guys to do? That's that's the big thing about lagers or anything, any other beer that you have to age. It's yeah. just sitting on the inventory, especially we're in retail space being a brew pub. We're not sitting in a warehouse where we can add more fermenters or that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, we're paying retail space uh, prices for the square footage of the brewery. So that's at a, a premium. So it, it is really nice that we could get that one tank in there that we can do our lagers or the bar barley wine as well okay. but we get our, our barley wine on pretty quickly uh, and start selling it but we do um, usually oh, after three months or so we'll keg the rest of it out and uh, we'll be sitting on five to eight kegs of it and then we'll uh, do various processes to that okay we can, uh, well but still three months sitting in that in that primary well 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 
it, it's in the primary probably for three weeks or so through various okay. aging, and then it okay. goes into the lager t- tank for a little bit more time. So we're probably sitting on it for two months before, two to three months before we start serving it. Okay. All right, fair Which, enough. Which, you know, it'd be nice if you could sit on it for a year. That would be ideal. Then sure. it really smoothens up. It starts to come together about that point. And it was, I think the 2002 was the original that was really an eye-opening experience. It was, it started off way too sweet, mouth-coating sweetness. And all of a sudden, right at about the three-year mark, I think it was the three, about the three-year mark? No, it was two-year. Two-and-a-half. The two-and-a-half-year two mark, it went... It went within three months from, oh my god, I couldn't drink more than a couple sips of this to, wow. It just, the sugar just kind of faded into the background and became part of the complexity. Instead of being this mouth coating experience, it was just amazing. Right, exactly. It was really amazing and that really kind of gave us confidence to go forward with uh, some of the aging and stuff. It's what what you're drinking now is very similar to what it was a couple years ago. I mean, I think once it gets to that point, it stays there. Okay. But like the old, the old one or first barley wine, I, it just was very cloying. I didn't care for it. We didn't sit on it. We didn't save any. We just kind of sold it all out. And the O2 came along. We sold it. We ended up sitting on about four or five kegs of it and just kind of forgot about it. And two years later, it was like, what, what's this? I see. And then you're saying it kind of, once it reaches its peak, it kind of hangs out right there. Not a whole lot of other change. not major changes. Okay. Yeah, it it, it changes, and um, whether you know, just like with a fine wine, whether there's a peak and then a slow decrease slow after that. Yeah, um, but knowing where that peak is, I mean, that's just that's a tough thing to call. Yeah, that is a tough part. Is that a uh, you know? Do you guys know because you found the peak a couple of times, or is that just luck? You you give it a try and you say, hey, that's great. I, I I think it depends on the sugar balance and and the bitterness, but uh, for the barley wines we've done, it's it's been about two two and a half years. Okay. All right. Peak. Let me back up just for a second because now we've kind of dove right into aging beers. So let me kind of uh, make sure that we 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 start on the right foot. I want to know uh, if there's any certain you know preparations that you guys make for a beer that you know you're going to sit on for a while. You know, you make a barley wine. Your intention is to hopefully sit on it for a little while. Um, are there things that you do to, to make sure? Do you do you want to make sure it is above a certain gravity? Do you want to make sure it has any certain characteristics? I want to know if you if you really prep for the age process. I, you kind of look for high-gravity beers that do the aging. But uh, if you know it's a beer you're going to be sitting on, it... We're, we're paranoid about sanitation. I can't say enough about sanitation to begin with, but we're paranoid about sanitation as it is in the brewery. But if you know it's going to be a barley wine you're going to be sitting on for the next three to four years, it's, uh, it's nerve wracking. You're sitting there, just everything you touch, uh, is sprayed with alcohol or quaternary sure. ammonia. <laughs> you just know that, uh, hold your breath while you're in there. Right. A bug gets into that keg or into your tank and you've ruined the whole batch. And, and whether that happened, uh, our 2003 was had uh, some issues with it. We're we're not sure why, but okay. Um, who knows? Uh, to uh, air a little dirty laundry there, but the reason we skipped uh, 2002 and went to 2004, 2003 just didn't age as well as the other ones. Uh, the other ones have brightened up. If you look at the uh, glasses here, they're yeah, bright. They really 2004 are. was bright as well. 2003 was hazy and it had issues with it. So I think that's actually the brightest barley wine I've ever seen in in my life. I think and, they're. Our experience is the bright barley wines from us have been phenomenal. And if, if they retain their haze past uh, six months or, or so, then you know, 
we question it. Something's so, hanging out right, in there. Right. No filtration for this beer anywhere no, no, in the process? No. 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 But, and that's the other thing. If we know we're going to age it, it's unfiltered. Okay. So we uh, keep it unfiltered. It, I mean, it is as clear as it gets. Yeah. It's pretty bright. Yeah. That's very nice. Okay. Uh, so we've aged our barley wines and our scotch ales, and we've also aged uh, in the barrel a couple of IPAs as well. You have. Okay. The higher alcohol. Okay. So you, do you go through sort of... Uh, so you're taking, you basically you have the, the beer in a tank and then you put it into a keg eventually because you don't want to tie up a tank that long. This is right, what we right. do. We basically, we, we, for three weeks, like what you do is have it in the fermenter and then we transfer it to a serving tank. Kind of hold it there, but then we just basically keg the whole thing off. And I gotta, actually, I agree with you and I was kind of curious, do you go through some sort of extra cleaning with your kegs? Yeah. Uh, because we will use other breweries and their keg washing equipment to, uh, to clean our kegs and, you kind of want to give them that extra juice uh, oh, when it comes time definitely. for it. And I think we've the, some of the barley wines that we've had on in the past have kind of suffered maybe from the uh, being in the keg. Uh, maybe even oxygen, too much oxygen. Maybe we didn't get all the oxygen out. So we're sort of starting to do more of a regimen of making sure the kegs are clean, really super clean. And so I was kind of curious what your thoughts were on what, that. What, what's super clean? You know. <laughs> Define super clean. Eleven clean. Eleven clean. <laughs> to 11. Well, I, it, it's it's... The fact that you brought this up is definitely uh, relates a lot to home for us. The 06 barley wine that we did last year, Craig and I said, what happened to the 03? You know, it sits there in the kegs. We, James Renfro, who opened up Patrol Brewing Company, gave me one of the greatest ideas in the brewing industry. He put his serving tanks on legs that were about 30 inches high, and you can store underneath them. Ah, so just for space. You, you cannot put a keg on top of a serving tank, but you can definitely slide underneath it. Yeah. So it gave us all this room underneath our serving tanks for not only cold kegs to fill for people that want kegs in the kegerators, yeah. but all this barley wine that we have to sit on and, like you said, sit on as inventory and age it. Um, so finally this last year, we decided to sit there and go... Man, we're going in these kegs, sitting on them for two, three, four years. Who knows? We don't know what the hell these kegs look like inside. Yeah. We clean them, but come on. Yeah. We still don't know what it looks How like How could inside. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Craig starts is ripping apart these kegs now. And, I mean, ripping the stems out, which if anybody does that, is nothing but bloody knuckle work. Yeah. And we inspect it. And if it isn't absolutely spotless, we're, we're hitting it with just you know two hundred degree with caustic and yeah. and acid to make sure this the stainless in this looks brand new. And it was the 06 barley wine was the first time we every keg that that barley wine went in okay is was eye inspecting spotless. See, I yeah, think homebrewers can do that that same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, with cornies, yeah, definitely. Because I, I know a lot of homebrewers who will. Uh, take apart their cornies every single time they keg i'm not that guy i i do though i run uh some you know homebrew caustic through it i run uh pbw through it i make sure that it, that, it, that they are clean but i don't take those things apart every time but i'm i guess maybe it'd be a good thing to say for those of you who don't do it every time like me if you're gonna put a beer in there that's gonna sit around for yeah. a couple of years do every single thing that you possibly sure. well, could to well, plus i'd also say make sure you fill up that keg with whatever solution you're going to pull out. So it is 100% filled with liquid. And then when you put that CO2 in, you're completely displacing yeah. liquid with CO2. So there's no oxygen in it. Okay. Great. I, it's a fantastic I, idea. I think uh, the cornies for me are easier to get oxygen free. Well, being five gallons as well. Uh, you fill it up and then push it all without CO2. 
yeah. all out with CO2, yeah. and uh, you have no oxidation. Now, I'm glad you, you say that, because that's the other thing I wanted to ask you, because you're talking about how important it is to be clean, but bugs aren't the only thing we're worried about when stuff's hanging around for a long time. You're, you're worried. Uh, you have a, a completely closed system, so you're probably not too worried about light like a home brewer might be if their right, carboy right. is uncovered or something. Cover that carboy. But cover the carboy, so keep the light out of it, because light struck is something that isn't going to show up immediately, but that can show up later. We've talked about that on the show yep. a, a lot. Um, and, and then the other thing is any sort of oxidation after fermentation has begun can really show up much later in, in the process. So uh, are there... Is that just is that easier for you guys because you're on a fully closed system, or do you take extra precautions not, to? No, not when you're filling an oak cask. Okay, so no, there you go. Yeah. You got to fill up a barrel with yeah. this stuff. Uh, well, what do you? And also, when you when you're talking about the uh, clover leaf, uh, is there what's the technical triclover? The triclover, the, uh, the fittings. There's always dead space in there, and I actually think it's easier on some of the home brewing systems too. If you're uh, cognizant of the oxygen being there, trying to get it out. I positive displace all of my home brewing equipment so that I have a uh, pure CO2 environment. So when I have my carboy, it is uh, all uh, iodine sanitation solution. Then I positive pressure that out with CO2. So really? I'm a pure CO2 environment. So when I'm transferring into that carboy from the primary, I'm not getting any oxygen carryover. And I leave that last inch or two in the primary so I don't have that interface going into my secondary okay. as well. And, I, and I've and i been pretty successful, you know, now that I've done it on a professional system, going back and doing the kind of pilot brews on a homebrew system and eliminating all that oxygen so I don't have that cidery taste or any of the cardboard the, showing up. The longer these beers have to be held and laid down, the more important all this becomes. Yeah. If it's a fresh beer, it's not, you still got to worry about it, but not anything right. like if you're going to lay a beer down for two years. Right. Definitely. I only just started... Um, Brewing good beer? <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry. no, that was. It's even worse than that. I only just started putting, making sure that my kegs were uh, purged with CO two, and right. that I had that kind of a layer as I as I filled them up. I, I still haven't brewed good beer, so I don't know if it did any good. But uh, I'll tell you later, you know. <laughs> but I did start doing that same thing. I, I, that's great advice to just make sure everything is purged like that. Can I just say this is a really good barley wine we're drinking? It, yeah, it's it really awesome. is. Thanks. It's fantastic. Well, it was uh, good, good enough for Tornado two years ago. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's a tough uh, barley wine fest. You're getting some world class, uh, maybe the world class barley wines. There. More barley wines in in one place than anywhere else. Yeah. As far as I know, it's the biggest barley wine festival in the world. With, uh, Probably by, by a long way. Yeah. yeah, it's bigger than the JBF, even the yeah. entries there. So. JP loves it, and he loves to go there. And he every loves day to, uh, of my life, loves Tornado. <laughs> That's his middle name. The Barley Wine Fest is the only time I'll accept horrible service at Tornado because it's just that good. Yeah. Here's a question that came through from the listeners. Um, kind of a complicated question, but we could maybe cover it as generally as possible. Uh, the person says, I don't know a whole lot about what happens when beers are being aged. What goes on during the process that a beer is, is hanging out for a while? Do you know uh, kind of the chemical? You're the... Uh, you mapped the G-man, uh, the G-man. The G-man. The g How about another That's how good I am. Yeah. yeah. That's too much barley wine for I you. I mapped something. <laughs> you never told me you mapped the G-man. <laughs> the G-man. 
Man? I've mapped the G spot. I've not mapped that yet. Good for you, JP. What is that? Do you, any ideas about what happens during the whole aging process? No, in all honesty, my technical expertise doesn't fall to that. I didn't do the educational. I think that falls more into educational aspect. Um, I noticed that the uh, the bitterness certainly falls away. We start to pull up uh, some uh, darker sediments. I don't know if those are tannins or, or those sorts of things because you get the tannins with the beer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to integrate a lot better. I would defer to Sully and uh, Sean for Sully doesn't chemical know. analysis. No, I think, uh, I mean, I, I Sully think, will call Jess and find out because he has no idea. <laughs> I think, uh, well, what happens uh, is exactly what you're talking about. The, uh, the bitterness sort of drops out. Um, the the IBUs dissolved IB, uh, bittering units drop out and uh, and sort of the whole beer becomes wrapped around the malt and the malt becomes a little bit more pronounced. You said something earlier which I thought was interesting and I don't know Erroneous. if I agree with it. Well, no, you made a, you made a mention that you said the uh, the sweetness of the beer dropped out. Of the barley wine you no, aged. Well, no, not what I meant was the so mouth I was interested in what effect. you're doing in your brewery. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine doesn't. <laughs> now, he, he was talking about the cloying sweetness. Okay. The, well, that's the, what I was interested in. Like, I, 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 it wasn't I was, balanced well. Uh, we, we've talked about before with big, long, big beers like this, how you really have to start out with a lot of IBUs. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 or 120, which is crazy. But... That's the first thing that drops out. It starts to come down. Well, if I may, uh, if I may suggest but the that sweetness the, dropped out. Well, well, I may have said that. If I could preface that now, I'd say the character of the sugar uh, changed. How's okay. that? The uh, molecules break down, down, right? The the sugar molecules. Well, it changed yeah. from the sweet syrupy mouth coating effect to yeah. a more complex sugar. The sugar's still there, obviously, but, but it's not it, the first I, thing on. I know what you're talking. Anybody who's ever had, folks, you guys know what he's talking about because then if you've ever had That's if you've ever had a barley wine when it's young and it is really mm-hmm. sweet, and then you've had it a little later and it's still sweet, but that sweetness is more of like a grape or a raisiny flavor, mm-hmm. like yes. things like that. Like I think that's what you're getting at, and I th- we've all I think experienced that. Where it's not that it doesn't have, it's not that you're not tasting sugars. It's that the sugars, their characteristics are completely different. Right. Uh, and a young barley wine is going to be like that. It's also going to be very hoppy, almost sharp hoppy. Yeah, I want to talk you about because you said yeah. you said that a barley wine, if we brew one, should be up in the 120 yes. IBUs. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Have well, you ever? I mean, a, a case in point: uh, uh, Sierra Nevada. Every time they release release their uh, their barley wine, their Bigfoot in uh, their double IPA. In is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, you should actually. It's so bitter. Yeah. In February, it's almost undrinkable in because a of lot how of ways bitter because and, how bitter right. it is. And that beer is really meant to be laid down, kind of what Doc was just talking yeah. about for a couple years. And I didn't know that. I mean, I know they have a big sweetness. I didn't think about well, countering that hops, so much. You have to put them in the beginning because in two years it's not going to be there. So you got to overcompensate for it. So as that's I coming see. down and when the sugars start to mellow. Out, yeah, uh, you kind of want it all to kind of hit at the same point. Yeah, I, you have I, to th- over- I think we're also in the realm of just everyone's own subjectiveness of what the beer should be. Right. I wh- what happens when a, a barley wine age is it's the main word I think is integration. Okay, it, it's integration. It that all the parts of the whole integrate really melding together. You can you can you can try to go in the chemistry, the biology, whatever what's going on. It's the integration of everything coming together. Okay. Whether it's 120 BUs or 80 BUs, I think for the style, I, I kind of disagree with the style guidelines. I think the style guidelines are maybe like 40 to 65. Right. I think 120, that's high, but in a, in an ideal world, 
120 doesn't mean much when you're in a 30 Play-Doh or a 26 Play-Doh beer yeah, because relevant. you lose so much efficiency. Yeah, the the, 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 the higher the gravity of the boil, your your efficiency for your hops is drops off to, to such Plus a low point. Plus the perceived okay. bitterness isn't going to be there because right. you have so much malt in the backbone that you want to you got to really balance that beer I mean, out. 120 yeah. maybe for Sean or someone else. I mean, our barley wine, we're up in the 80 to 100 range and you know whether that works for us or anybody else 120 but it, it, it just it's so off the scale that mm-hmm. it, it almost it's like you just got to go and explore it sure I mean, you just got to explore it do you guys have a preferred uh, bittering hop that you like to use magnum or anything like that any, any big alphas to get there we like the low cohumulone you do. magnum horizon uh for low harshness we're we're not, uh, we like, like you said, the balance aspect of yeah. it. So we're, we're not into the mouth puckering bitterness. Yeah, okay. We want to find some so malt to wh- balance. When do you make your barley wine and when do you serve it? Oh, that's a great we brew question. It. We usually and brew it in September. Right. And we try to get on for the holidays by Thanksgiving and serve it for about two months. And then we keg the rest up. Slide it under those Renfro tanks and uh, just sit on it. But we, we also we easy, um, we 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 have a uh, you know five, ten, thirty-one gallon style oak cask. Yeah, and that's when we start transferring to those to sit on for six to six months to one year. Yeah, we're going to talk um, about that in a yeah. bit too. So but, yeah, we usually brew it around September, okay. get it on by November, so it's about three months old. We we serve maybe half it, and then. Uh, and then uh, we sit on it, and then we try to get one more release during the year, um, maybe June, obviously in Antioch, July, August, when it's 110 degrees outside. I don't yeah. know how, how barley yeah, wine feels. But, yeah. you know, usually before the hottest months in Antioch, we try to get it on tap one more time. You do. Okay. Um, and then throughout the year, when Craig and I have extra time, uh, we'll we'll try to bottle some, whether it's the standard Old Diablo, which is our barley wine, or Old Woody, which is our cast mission. We'll try to do several bottlings through the year also. Okay. What are we drinking now? This 2004. is... 2004. 2004 Old, Old Woody. Woody. Uh, so this is the one that won all the awards. And funny story about this that you guys were telling me when you came in. You guys don't even have this beer anymore. You had to go somewhere else to, <laughs> so that you could bring us a That's sample. Right. We, we had to go... Uh, <laughs> thank you, Steve. Uh, we had to go and ask a regular to uh, bring us a bottle back from his inventory. <laughs> did he, like, shake you down? You're like, uh, well... Okay. What what did did he, he, yeah. brought his, he brought his growlers in and said, fill them all up and I'll Dang. bring you one 22-ounce bottle. Oh. Oh, what a no, dick. He, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Well, I can see why. It's good. Steve, Steve knows, uh, a, 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 he knows a good barley wine. Obviously, yeah. every time we put two, three, four cases out for sale of these bombers, um, he comes in every day and buys them and we we put a, a, a you know a limit on two per person uh, and he'd come in with extra people and start buying it. So, you know, he's a smart guy i he's mean no this, stuff, this this guy this stuff will age for years so uh we realized that god we haven't even been sitting on this any of ourselves here we are the brewers and we're not even putting any in our own home fridge to sit on yeah and, and when they win the medals we just we, we we don't even realize we don't even have any of this stuff left <laughs> well so, so we, we have the partials in the back You're like, yeah oh, yeah the know. bad fills and stuff but uh i knew steve had a lot of this and uh i called him up said hey uh going on this radio show and uh (laughs) they would love some 04 woody and and what what label front do you want you know we have these different labels (laughs) we do he's got got everything he's got everything so it's so funny he he brought us down we haven't had this in a long time so it's very special i called sean today and he said you know should I? Should we bring anything? Yeah, I said, well, you know, <laughs> we're going to be talking barley wines. Let's talk about that. your barley wine. Bring some. And I'm sure now that now that I know the story, that he hung up the phone and 
and like speed dialed. Oh, shit, where am I going to get this car? Here to, here to call the whole Greater Antioch yeah. area. Right. This one is really uh, so complex. It's amazing. It reminds me more, um, not because it's harsh, because it's not at all, but it reminds me more of like a like a bourbon or a whiskey. The the, the, the different the barrel, flavors. The barrel. Yeah, the barrel was uh, pre-soaked with scotch. It was okay. Whiskey. Um, before we uh, put the barley wine in, okay. And then depending, uh, we just it's just the house, uh, just the house scotch. We um, refuse to name it around <laughs> for two weeks. Craig and I take turns rolling the ca- the cask around the brewery. Uh, we kind of playing you know, we, circus we, elephant. We, on we, top we of tried it. putting hamsters in it um, at first; it worked, but then they don't roll no more <laughs> right. after a couple of days. Um, so we we for about two weeks we just put the the whiskey in, and then we just I mean literally it's just we just have fun with it, and then. Uh, uh, depending on how old the cast is getting, yeah. um, we start putting chips in it, oak chips, just to help with the oak, because I do think it helps with the smoothing. Are they new new barrels when you got them? They are. They're new. They're they're not they're not bourbon Jack Daniels. They're not. They're oh, just they're brand new. They're just brand raw. new raw. They're not. Um, we American just got, or French oak? Uh, American. And then you guys that's, hang that's on, a strong flavor. So. Hang on yeah. one. Sec- I have a quick question for because yeah. let's let's dive right into barrels here. But uh, you had talked about uh, p- uh, putting your barley wine in a keg and, and then storing it first before we get to barrels. Um, do you carbonate it when you're aging it in a keg? Like when you so you take it out of the lagering tank. Do you carbonate or do you keep it flat while it's aging in the keg? And actually, just, it's actually carbonated. It because is. We take it out of the serving tank and put it into the keg, so it is carbonated. It is carbonated. So, and that's is that kind of a in general is that a preferred way to age beer, or do you think it matters? I couldn't tell you that. It. it uh, do you have a? I mean, I think I, I, my my thinking on it. I've always done. I've always car- uh, carbonated the beer and then aged it. Uh, is that you're sort of uh, you're removing all any oxygen that's in the beer? Uh, if you bring over uh, still beer, I guess there could be some possibility of having some O2 dissolved O2 in there. Okay. And if Plus, it's carbonated, it's going uh, well, to be maybe yeah. Do. I like the idea of having a positive pressure so nothing yeah. can get into that shape sure. by okay. if it pulls a vacuum and also uh, having an anaerobic conditions like he said having right. CO2. It, it is a bit of a trade off. Uh, and those are real good reasons to have this trade-off. Uh, carbonated beer is harder to transfer. No, oh, but, w- but what I was no, thinking is when, when you're going from one place to the next, you're gonna you're gonna have some issues with foaming, yeah, things right. like that. Sure, but it, but if you as long as you know that's coming, yeah, it's a good trade-off because you don't want you want to have that positive pressure. You want to just purge everything out of there and. If you're going to be storing this for a while, that's a big positive trade-off. So, because I was thinking of that as a homebrew, because here, here's what I'd be doing, Doc. I'd go from my carboy to a corny, would I, and then I'd age it in that corny for however long I was going to age it. Would I carbonate that while I was aging it, or would I just purge it with CO2 and let it sit? If it's not coming out of that carboy again... Or out of that corny again, I would just carbonate it. You could do it right then. Yeah. But if Plus, I was going to transfer again or go to a, a, a barrel or something, then don't carbonate it. It, it, it flush right, it, right? Flush the headspace. You're fl- yeah. Sure. It's tough. When you go into a barrel, it's really tough to go with carbonated product. I actually okay. try to decarbonate it. If I, the kegs, yes. you'll hook it up and try to flatten it yeah, out a yeah. bit because once it hits that wood, there's so many nucleating sites, it just, it just it, it foams. foams everywhere. Plus, so you're not, you're typically not transferring under pressure and, uh, a barrel right. is not a pressure vessel. Yeah. Right. Right. But uh, getting back to what you were talking about, Justin, I, I mean, I don't see what would be wrong and, 
why not add a little bit of yeast or a little bit of sugar to your still beer? And that's going to certainly expunge any uh, oxygen uh, in the vessel as well. So if I mean, you were going like to cast kind of the trade off, yeah. but you're, but you know, it's a way to sort of scavenge oxygen out yeah. of the vessel as well. If it's whether it's in a keg or not, yeah. So. Yeah, that's so see, that's um, because especially if it's going to sit around for a couple of yeah. years, then that might. If it's going to be in the corny, go ahead and carbonate it. But if you're going to transfer it, you're going to have some issues. It's mostly the issue with transferring. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I could just see pump it into some wood barrel and just it's just uh, everywhere. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> the first time I did it, I just so purged the headspace. Right, I just pumped some wood this morning, JP. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I want to talk to you about that. I need my blanket back. Okay, and then one more th- uh, a question that came through from it smells the funny. Scra- <laughs> it's scratchy now. <laughs> Are you making paper mache? <laughs> listeners wanted to know uh, before we move on to barrels here, because uh, we were talking about hops. Uh, they want to know how you choose. Your your hop alpha acids. Um, what are the two different units? There's bittering units, and there's what's the GU? What does you GU stand for? Gravity units. Gravity units. You said oh, units. Are you talking about uh, GU to BU ratio? The ratio exactly. So they say, how do you choose hops by alpha acid based on the BU to GU ratio? That's not how See, I choose yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. I guess that was that was their question. I don't so. even know what that is. Does it not mean uh, anything? It has to do with the, your bittering units to your gravity units. But it, when you're talking big beers like this, uh, you're you're having a diminishing uh, return on on uh, how much utilization you're going to get. So right. you really got to pump that up because the, the Play-Doh is so high on these things that you're, you're just not going to get the utilization. On top of that, you're going to be aging this a long time, and your hops are going to be dropping off. Now, uh, they were talking about using... Uh, High alpha hops, but with a low Q home Q homulum, co humulum level. Barley wine, sure. and barley the barley talking. Yeah. talking. Um, low barley wine level. So it's it's a, a smoother high alpha hop. That was Doc's uh, BW to. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying is you want to pump your junk level? Yeah, uh, pump, yeah pump the junk. Pump your junk. So w- when you're uh, really boosting it up with a lot of hops like that, you also kind of want to keep uh, the amount of. Uh, uh, vegetable matter out of it okay. as much as you can. So when you're trying to get the alpha acids up, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to be pumping in a lot of uh, low alpha acid hops because you're going to get a lot of tannins from uh, all these, uh, from the, you know, the vegetable matter that's Really? Just from the hops yeah. even? Okay. So, so if you use a BU to GU ratio, say for your pale ale, it's not going to work for your barley wine because of the diminishing return you're talking about. I would think because the the pale ale it's gone in two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty fresh beer. You want to yeah. drink pretty fresh. It is, it, you're with a bar, big barley wine. You're playing compensation here. Okay. So also, you know, like we, driving a Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we also boil <laughs> very far. We boil our high gravity beers longer as well to try to get more utilization out of those. Really? Hops. So yeah. uh, longer than say ninety minutes? Oh, two hours for the barley wine. Whoa. We do our alpha for ninety minutes. I don't. Our, really? Our imperial. Yeah, but aren't you doing that more to concentrate the sugars to get a higher uh, gravity as well? I see it as uh, both okay. uh, effects. So. Well. well. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt for the Jamil show. It's going to say Jamil well. show on the front and on the back. It's going, well. Yeah. We, we have such a low volume of barley wine. I guess if I wanted to stay in there for six to 12 hours, I could get a lot more. We just that. boil for an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> But I could see the benefits of boiling longer. I mean, everybody does things differently. That's what the beauty of it. I mean, yeah. and, and the proof is in the pudding. This beer is phenomenal. Whatever I mean, they're it's doing, better. it's working. I mean, I've only got I've only come in third place at the at the uh, Tornado. So that sucks. I can't. Well, I know. I think the the best part about it, just like brewing in general, is is you gotta uh, try it. 
And keep doing it. You know, barley wine, it, it comes out different, I, I would imagine, all the time. I actually haven't ever made one. But, uh, I mean, it ages for so long and so many weird things go on that uh, it's hard to, to, to build in, like, a, a ratio, I would think, or a, or a formula, you know, every time. It's just you do it, and, and, and this is what happens. And over time, you learn how much hops to add and what kind of hops and all that kind of a stuff. Lo- along that vein, though, it's interesting that you mention that because by the time the 2002 had turned into something we thought was amazing, we'd already brewed the 2004 and changed the recipe. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so, and then you're like, oh, shit. But oh. it turned out to be uh, it turned out to be great, too, So, but in a different way. So it, One of the best ways that I, I found to appreciate better. barley wine is when you're doing a vertical flight. Yeah, you're in the same yeah. barley wine year yeah. that has several different years, and it's just amazing the difference. Yeah, in fact, I, I don't think that stands for just barley wines. I love it when people have the vertical flights of the beers that they've done over the years, especially if it's been the same recipe. Except uh, like a Hefeweizen. It's such a heifer <laughs> that I've never done a vertical Hefe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got this eight-year-old Hefe. Coming around. Oh, right, this. Up. I still got the cousin Hef in my fridge. Uh oh. I told the. Uh, one of my roommates that he was going to have to drink the uh, cousin heffy that was sent to us. Okay. Either that or you're going to drink it at Burning Man. Oh. <laughs> well, you're going to be there too. So maybe I'll drink it at Burning Man. Yeah, I'll, I'll roofie you. I won't even tell you which one it is. Uh, okay. Why am I melting? Uh, heads up, everybody. We're going to take a break till we get to barrels, so hang in there. But we are going to dive right into those, so don't worry about it. Dive uh, into the barrels. Someone, someone wants to know if your beer is uh, distributed uh, elsewhere. Is it only local? Can we only get it at Schooners? It's only in the Bay Area. We have, uh, I think we're up to about 12 tap accounts out in the Bay Area. but uh, No bottles, though. No bottles. The only bottling we do is for sale at the restaurant, the barley wines, and then for competition. Okay. That's why when I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but sure. why when we open these bottles, it's not a professional bottler. We're like, we certainly hope this tastes good because ah, it's you, <laughs> it's us. We're yeah. sitting there bottling each one by hand. Well, yeah. I'm looking at the crusties around the top of the barrel. Oh, that's how you know it's good. Yeah, because they. Uh, well, I know, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's it's a hand hand capped thing. What, Sully? So. I, I I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Since when? How about this quick question before we go to break so I can clear our question. Well, I'm not clear at all. I got barrel questions in front of me. But yeah, you do. Well, Someone wanted to know, uh, for a home brewer, can you make a barley wine that only needs a few months of aging and still have it taste well after a few months? And this is a question right after my own heart. Sure. You make a, make, a, make a small beer out of that beer. You can't make a big, original, sort of like like to style barley wine and have can. it taste good soon. I think it'll taste yeah. good. It won't taste yeah. as amazing as it will. Okay, know. there's oh. time gives an integration where you know I, we've brewed some uh, really nice barley wines. So like wow, this is this is pretty good. But over time, it kind of comes yeah. together where you're not sure where the sugar begins and the bitterness starts. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. It's like. Uh, we brew a barley wine at the two one A, and we, we lower the boom. We, we yeah, lowered the boom. I'm gonna lower my boom at five six two seven boom. <laughs> it's five six three. Get it right. Oh. Uh, so anyway, uh, and we brew it to be consumed that uh, February for Strong Beer Month, ah, the Twenty First okay. Amendment with Magnolia Pub and Brewery. So what's the and, trick? Uh, so the idea is that we kind of we don't uh, go uh, big on the hops. Don't expect basically. much. We kind of lower the malt down, <laughs> but you're not going to have this integration and complexity that exists with the beer that we're having right now from Schooners that's been aging for a number of years. But yeah, you can make a beer that's a barley wine. So we're going to have the sweet, malty, yeah, high alcohol sweet, characteristics, alcohol, but it's not going to have that kind of uh, vinous or vinous Venus uh, Venus uh, <laughs> quality Venus? that's uh, that that in these these sort of port like tones that we're getting right now uh, from the the schooners beers. Yeah, but you can still make a beer like that. Sure. Okay. 
So maybe Doc was right then when he it'll, it could said, be decent. It just won't, it won't be. It won't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it'll be decent, but it just won't be that magical thing that just turned. Yeah, you know, well, a year and a half. You can out. tell like, these beers have been well aged and they're they're yeah. great. But you, we've all had barley wines that are fairly fresh and new, and you and, know they're fine. Well, cool. and most you, barley wines, it's the last bottle that tastes the best. <laughs> I wonder why. There's a we have a customer, Jim Jim Rossi. He he likes. He would make a uh, ten gallons of barley wine and he'd drink it in three weeks. Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just he, was it he, conscious. Yeah. yeah, he he liked he, he likes that flavor, that kind of harsh, yeah. kind of unbalanced. He he loves it. Sure. Yeah, and he's a freaky dude. He's a, well, yeah, he he's likes a freaky hops, dude. Let's face it. Yeah, you but, all uh, know Rossi. He's done a couple shows. It just depends on on uh, what you like and what your palate is all about. You know, and some people like that kind of young um, thing. Bang. Sean, right. I do. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, you do. Sean loves the young thing. Yeah. Why is my hand in the air right now? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody where's, where's say the other hand? Where's the other one? Yeah, Stephanie, my wheelchair is stuck. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, Steph, help uh, me. Did somebody say young thing? Thank you. <laughs> is it break time? Alright, barrel aging coming up. Don't worry everybody. We've got a, a great lineup of questions for these guys. We're gonna find out how to prep the barrel, what kind of barrels to use, what you gotta do to it, and how to get that beer tasting good. Bung holes. <laughs> We're gonna talk bung holes. We'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Bye. 
you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the session. Whenever life gets you down, keeps you wearing a frown, and the gravy train has left you behind. And when you're all out of hope, down at the end of your rope, and nobody's there to throw you a line. If you ever get so low that you don't know which way to go, come on and take a walk in my shoes. Never worry about a thing, got the world on a string, cause I've got the cure for all of my blues. I take a look at my enormous penis And my troubles start a melting away I take a look at my enormous penis And the happy times are coming to stay I gotta sing and I dance When I glance in my pants I end up feeling like a sunshiny day I take a look at my enormous penis Everything is going my way. My troubles start to melt in a way. talking about barrel aging beers how do you prep those barrels how do you make a good barrel aged beer all that stuff 888-401-BEER is the phone number it's sean and craig hanging out with us from schooners you can also join stephanie she's in the chat room right now and everybody be nice i know what happens you all think you're funny when you get drunk and you start saying is it okay to say this and can we say that and can we well guess what uh, no you, you can't it's all right if you drop the occasional f-bomb that's all in good fun
one. But new people uh, come into that chat room and they see you guys saying F this and tit that and everything else and uh, they get a little discouraged. So even though it's kind of funny to the rest of us, you know, everybody be cool and hang out in there and be nice to the new people because they're not as uh, accustomed to the chat culture as Daniela was. So uh, you got to give them time to get used to all of you, all right? Don't be that guy who just wants to test all the waters and do everything else, all right? Be cool or I'll just uh, have them block everybody because I don't care. But we're happy to have you guys participating in there and asking questions because that's the point of the chat room and hanging out and having a good time, all right? So just join the chat. If you're new, if you're old, we don't care. Hang out with us, 888-401-BEER to ask any questions and uh, anything else that uh, you guys want to do. Okay, so everybody is really interested in barrel aging, and there's a lot of buzz going on about it right now. It's kind of the new thing. If uh, double IPAs were the new thing a couple of years ago, barrel aging is the new thing now, you know? So I want to start from the beginning, and we started to talk about it already, Sean, when you when uh, Doc was asking you guys what kind of barrels and stuff. You already said that you guys use brand new barrels. You don't go for like an old Jack Daniels barrel or something. That's correct. So you like to do that. And then um, the other thing that you started to mention is that you'll then um, self-treat your barrels for whatever you want it. So if you did want a bourbon flavor or something like that, you'll take a brand new barrel. You said uh, American? Yes. Oak yes. is what you'll use. And why? Is there a reason American oak instead of French? Uh, no. So it's cheaper. It, it was the cheapest on the <laughs> online exactly. magazine. Hey, that's fair enough. <laughs> it's got a lot stronger flavor. It does. It. Okay. But it, 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 as with anything, it fades. I, we found that by, the third, yeah. right, by the third uh, batch of beer we put in, we had... Very little detectable oak Almost character. Zero. So oh, is that right? Literally zero. So uh, you get a lot of like vanillinins, right? Out of the out of the American versus the French, more yeah. of the vanilla kind of yeah. quality. But the, but we also noticed that we, even though there was no uh, necessarily woody or oak character, we were picking up a cask character that we liked in it. So then we wanted to keep that aged cask, and then we just started supplementing with oak chips, so that we got that kind of old. Uh, cast character, but then we still got some of that that wood, new wood character from the okay. chip. What do you mean about cat? Like a wood, kind of an oxidized kind of. It's uh, it's actually it's it's hard to describe. It's almost a kind of a wet wood character. Okay, a little musty. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So if it loses the oak character after a couple of batches, and you still want it, you'll put it in the barrel and add oak chips to Correct. the barrel to get Correct. that back. Okay. Oh, well, that's a little bit of new. Uh, exactly. As, as opposed to buying a new barrel every couple of batches. Yeah, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and homebrewers don't either, of course. I mean, exactly. Sean does, but... Uh, right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, no, I don't. I barrel it. He well, has Sean to dig Sullivan. his money Sully. Sully. <laughs> yeah, Sully. Sully's Just call me Sully. Sorry, my fault. I always I Sully. screw that up sometimes. So uh, so you actually, you found that you've, you don't get that much oak quality uh, after a while with it being a brand new oak, because that's puzzling to me. If me. Actually, that is a bit surprising to me, too. Well, the first Should I say it? Well, well. You can say it. Well, we, the first one is, is big oak. The second yeah. one is probably just about right. And then the third one, we were like, wow, where's the oak? So. Really? Yeah. So well. after the, But, well, let me say this. Uh, each, each one is, uh. What you do in your brewery. That's what you do, what I do. 
What do you do? Uh, is what I do. What do I've do? made watermelon wheat. Don't you know well, who you I am? Uh, that's what you do. That watermelon wheat was, uh, or the watermelon funk was phenomenal. Uh, but we right. digress. The, uh, yeah, so, so what you're saying is that you're, the first batch you put in there, you've got a lot of oak. Too and, much, and, maybe. And then the too much, and right. then the second one, you've, you've already had oak in there, and then it's yeah. not as much, and then the third year is basically and Right, and each, flat, each so, one is, yeah. uh, each one is I, sitting yeah, on the... I would agree with that. Let him answer. Yeah. Okay. Each one is probably, each one is sitting on oak for six months to a year, each round. Yeah. So it's it's extracting quite a bit of oak out of each round. Okay. Yeah, that makes back? sense too. I guess if it's sitting it's in there not for in so long. long, yeah, it's really pulling it out. I'm not going to argue because uh, it's really such a great flavor awesome. out of this yeah. barley wine that I'm, I think you're. I'm having to scavenge half drunken glasses. Trying and to stuff. find this more. Is awesome. Yeah. Stephanie's not drinking any of this because she's I know. I got a little bit right here. Too busy typing. Don't too worry. Busy typing. You could laughing. you could snag it. You won't We've even. We've already taken them away. Yeah. Okay, so you'll go ahead and, and just add oak right to the barrel. Correct. All right. Now, uh, you had talked about uh, prepping the barrel. So let's say you, you, you want that kind of a bourbon flavor or maybe port, maybe wine, whatever it is you want. You guys will then soak the barrel. You, you'll throw how, how much of, of whatever fluid you're talking about you throw in there? Well, we do a couple <laughs> things first. We actually we uh, hit the uh, we hit the barrel with uh, 190 degree water. First, so it's a brand new barrel. Throw 190 degree water in it. Correct. Okay. Sanitize it. Let it sit overnight. Come in in the morning. Drain it out. Um, and then after we let sit another 24 hours to dry a bit. And then we hit it with, a, so say a, a 10 gallon to 30 gallon. It's it's essentially the same. It's going to soak in. Uh, we'll throw it, hit a liter of uh, of whiskey or or, okay. or or scotch, whatever we want to do. Some kind of rock gut. <laughs> the good stuff if you're buying well, by the liter. It's not I rock guess, gut. Right? I'd say it's middle of the uh, okay. range. But if you've got 50 bucks to dump into a bottle to put into your uh, uh, into your cask, you get to recover it at the end. And it's say, got what do you lots do with of wood. Sure, it's got lots of wood character. Let me tell you. So do a good one if you can. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, so uh, but only you said only a liter in the whole barrel. Well, you're constantly shaking it, and okay. it's, it's going to kind of soak into all the surfaces. You're just essentially trying to spice the barrel. Okay, and then we drain it all out. Okay, and then we bung it, and then you know within probably uh, 24 or 40 hours, we fill it up with uh, whatever beer we're going to put in there. Okay, now that's a. I, I think that's an important piece of information. Once you've done that, you've prepped it with what you're doing. Can't, is it that it can't sit for longer if it dries out too much? It, well, you're trying to sanitize it as well using the hot water and the uh, alcohol okay. in there as well. So you don't, you never want to keep it in any kind of condition that could contaminate what you've just done. Okay. So even though the barley wines are higher alcohol and they're a, a bit self, uh, um, self decontaminating. Yeah. Uh, That's why my dad drinks scotch, by the way. Right. It feels like he's uh, <laughs> self decontaminating. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like he's innards. constantly cleaning himself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unlike you. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, shower in New Year. That germ phobia thing you got. Yeah. I, I should try scotch. So it's it's a twofold process. You're, we're trying to spice and we're trying to somehow uh, decontaminate the barrel as well. Okay. And, and and I think that not just that part. The reason I was asking is uh, we had a guy post on our forum. You know him. He's in your club, doc. Um, he had got a barrel from somebody, and the barrel had kind of dried out. And he he was all stoked. He brewed he brewed this one day, and he uh, filled it right up. As he was yeah. boiling, Oops. he went and he well he didn't he hadn't put his beer in there, but he was stoked that when he was done with his boil, he was going to transfer. He was going to go straight into the barrel. He was doing a uh, a lambic a dry barrel. Uh, but the barrel had dried out. That somebody gave him. He filled it up with hot water because he was trying to sanitize it, and it just leaked all over the yeah. place. Yep. So is this something that'll happen if you let your barrel dry out? 
Oh, eat. definitely. I mean, okay. we have a we have a barrel right now, a brandy barrel that we got, and it's probably my uh, weekly obligation to go and water it down. You know, on the ends, you let the the ends, the uh, butts fill up with water, and that kind of soaks into the end grain as well. But you okay, know, you, you definitely want to keep that baby hydrated. So never let those guys dry out, or no. you can rehydrate them. You yeah, can rehydrate it, them, but don't but don't yeah. think you're just gonna go brew. It's like a, a dry week. Barrel. It's probably like a week or two week long process yeah. to rehydrate them because that wood has to slowly expand. You fill it up, it drains out. You fill it up, it drains. And you still, okay. you might still get leaks too. It depends on how the staves kind of right. repack, Re-line. and then you have to go and find those leaks, and you can fix those and read them. Okay. Yeah. So aside then from the the hot water to try to sanitize, and then for some high alcohol whiskey or whatever to not only give flavor but also to sanitize, you don't have to do any 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 burning to a barrel or any any no, other kind of preparation. Char- no how, how about uh, sulfur? Do you guys? Yeah, you know, the wine industry uses that quite a bit. But yeah. we've um, I've also seen some uh, wine industry uh, guys starting to uh, hit their barrels with some hot water to try to get away from all the sulfur and, oh, okay. and that sort of aspect as well. Interesting. Or right. uh, ozone, I hear is pretty yeah, good, ozone. too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a There's good sanitizer. No Yeah, kidding. like you, you fill, you put uh, water in there, and then uh, and then you hit it with an ozone machine. Yeah. And it just zaps everything. No kidding. Ozone's a great yeah. oxidizer as well, I believe. Yes. That's its effectiveness. So if you want to inter- introduce that into your beer barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now look at JP over there. I'm smart. Yeah, you're. I mean, I sell it, so I should know a little bit about it. Right? Yeah, a little, at least a sure piece of there. something. But if you ask me anything else, uh, I yeah. have no idea. He's like, I, <laughs> yeah. I know it's called ozone, and they use it on uh, stuff. Coors uses it. They have a they have a giant one at their brewery. Really? Yeah, a lot of people kind of started using it too for just for just zapping stuff in general, not even for barrels. Don't you have one of those at home, Doc? Yeah, what like I was at your house one day. And we oh, had there was one. an ozone. Sort of that was, was that smell. what that was? Yeah, I was like, Doc, I'm getting sunburned. Could you put a little ozone? <laughs> No, it, just gets rid, it gets rid of the cousin smell too. <laughs> that's that. So that's really the kind of the basis of you guys prepping your barrels then, and then you just you just keep them hydrated, and that's when it. you have a batch ready, you you dump it right in there. Right, and ours uh, tends to be uh, partially carbonated as well when we put it in, even though yeah, you try to degas it, but uh, okay, again, you'll see a little leakage around the bung there. You will. I hate when you have <laughs> leakage around the bung. But yeah, last time I had yeah. I had to go to the doctor for once. For that. That's <laughs> never good. Bung leakage never is never good. good. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this: when you do put the beer into the uh, bung, into the uh, into the uh, oak uh, barrel, do you add any uh, yeast or anything like that? Because I've done that in the past, where. Uh, in order to scavenge oxygen out, or sort of like, sort of create more of a uh, a low dissolved oxygen environment. Well, <laughs> so, uh, actually, we I deserve that one. We haven't we haven't yeah. experimented uh, down that avenue yet. Okay, but, but uh, it's interesting. I did that once. All right, so I didn't come in second place though. <laughs> We had mentioned earlier about a problem with oxygen putting it into an open cask. How are you guys dealing with that? How are you, you know, purging it? Or? I I pre-purge uh, the shit out of that uh, okay. cask. I, I basically, uh, <laughs> being a family programmer, yeah. um, I, I, I that's hook, really what you got to do. You got to do. Yeah. I, I hook up. Uh, I, I basically hook up a, a hose with no uh, fitting on the end up to put our right CO2 system. Put it right down into the bottom. Okay. CO2 being heavier. Yeah. I put it into the bottom of the cask and let it go for five minutes. Turn it on. And then you take uh, the hose of wherever you're coming out of and obviously put that all the way to the bottom of the... Exactly. And then I run the CO2 on top of it while I'm filling it as well. Oh, you do? Okay. Wow. Yeah, but why not, right? That's a great idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. Costs me about uh, ten thousand a year in CO two, but it's <laughs> exactly. Worth it, right? You wonder yeah. why my beer costs are out of line. <laughs> Sean, CO two. Yeah, Sean over there just went. 
You do? <laughs> I didn't know you Wait did a minute, that. We talked about that. Oh, that's a proprietary secret. Yeah. Uh, can't talk about that. Uh, okay, and then how about this? Because uh, uh, along with the oxygen part, uh, people are asking, you know, if a barrel is porous, well, what about the oxygen getting into the beer over the couple of years it's going to sit in that barrel? Well, we we can't act, we control the time that the the beer is in the barrel. So it, it sits in the barrel between five and six months. That's kind of our sweet zone. We haven't gone longer because usually we have competitions and stuff that we want to get that beer off to. Uh, but it usually sits in there for no more than six months, and then it goes back into a keg. And we actually find that uh, we prefer to take it off of a barrel several months before competition or you before do. drinking because some of that woody character starts to mellow and reintegrate into the beer, adding more complexity. Okay. Really? No, now, see, that's another good thing, too, is when, just in general, when to take it out of the barrel. Is that just something that you guys taste it and say, okay, we're happy now, let's get it out of there and into a keg? I, I think it's... Uh it was a little bit more random that. So you, <laughs> oh, really? You're like, so uh, I randomly hit some. Hey, good I got luck. Wednesday off. Well, How about you? Well, it's more like, <laughs> hey, it's six months. Let's take it out. You know so, what's so uh, funny is that this is the beauty of like uh, aging a beer like this is that, and these guys have won a lot of awards and all that. But it really is kind of helter skelter in a lot right. of ways. You like, you have no idea. And like, okay, let's try this. Let's see what's going to happen here. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying that you're not. You know, you've done great. Uh, your beer tastes phenomenal, and, and you've won a lot of awards. He just with called it. you guys a fluke. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. No. I'm going to call him on that, but you're being going to run with it. Wouldn't you expect from the guy from Harvard that he would have like a checklist guy going, "Uh, Sean, I'm going to need you in the brewery here because it's six months to the day next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not happening. Right. It's kind of like, because I have a brew that day. But that's the the beauty of what you're doing. I'm not, you know. We've done it at three months. You're going to kick my ass out in the kitchen afterwards, aren't you? Pretty much. But uh, we've done it at three months, and we just didn't have the same character as okay. well. You you put it in, and like you said, I'm like, uh, I got a million things to do, and it, all of a sudden, it's uh, two months later, you're like, shit, I'm only going to get four months in that barrel or, or something like that. And so we put it in, and uh, like, wow, it just doesn't have the same character that we want. So you okay. know, go back to six months and say, that's what we need to get the character out of the, out of the barrel. Have so, you ever... Pretty much like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you a... Well, get back to the, 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 the whole oxygen thing on the barrels... Yeah, oh, right, it's right. A great comment. Because when we do put our barley wine in the cask, it is carbonated, and we take That's it out. That's part flat. of it, yeah. So there's a lot of breathing going on in the cask. There's no doubt. And okay. being huge on science, scientist side of this, the oxidation of it is always a worrisome. But that's part of the character of the barley wine, too. Barley wines are loud uh, to get mm-hmm. oxidized and with their high alcohols and stuff. Okay. Uh, it does give a sherry, slight port-like flavors to them as they age, but that's part of the integration. You're I absolutely mean, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't want a cardboard, metallic barley wine, no. um, but the cast you breathe, no doubt the beer is flat when we take it out, so it has been breathing, oxygen's been coming in, mm-hmm. um, and and you just pray a whole lot that that's part integration is going to be part of it and it's going to be a good thing. Well, that's so, why it's a great question. Yeah, that's why I think you, you I mean you have to build your beer around what your barrel's going to do. You can't just put every beer in there and 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 know that I think it's going to be great. I think you really have to go, well, how is it going to, you know, you have to think ahead. You have to do it a couple times and you I think you have to think like Okay, it's going to be a little oxygen. You're going to get some oxygen. You're going to get that oak. You you're going to uh, it's going to be mellow and do all this kind of stuff. 
what's going to work well with that, what's going to blend, what's going to enhance that. I think. Yeah, you know? I, I think you're. I think you guys, you're, you're both absolutely right. One of the best uh, barley wines I've ever had, and by the way, yours are, are some of the best barley wines I've ever had. Yeah, thank you. Uh, was Hands that down. the fr- not you, uh, JP? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. The first time I went to the Toronado Barley Wine Fest, actually, Sean O'Sullivan went and bought. Um, you bought a bottle. Jay Lee's? As it, was, it was Lee's, and yes. it was like from, Jay it was from Lee's. the 80s. And it was, wow. and it was really musty, and it tasted like a basement, and it was kind of, and it tasted really earthy and musty and damp, and, and kind of a lot of things that as you describe it, people would go, God, why would you drink that? And it was really one of the best beers I'd ever had in my life. It was so complex with those things. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with oxygen yeah. being in there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't cardboardy on any level, but it, Definitely just had this kind of a moss, earth, musty. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, Sean? They, when they're that old and they age that much, it's it becomes a part of the beer, so it's not then an infection anymore. It's uh, it's the character. I think Michael Jackson actually said that it's uh, sort of the sweet spot for uh, barley wines, like four to five years. Is that what he said? And, okay. Uh, and, and and that beer was in a bottle, so uh, you got yeah. you got other all those other issues with you know capping and all that uh, that occur with that, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, when you do it right and you and you, you, know, you hit that sweet spot. It's just it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's all just kind of part of it. Okay, here uh, somebody wanted to know. Um, actually, before I ask that question, I wanted to ask if you take it out of a you know you guys take it out of your barrel six months, whatever you've done. If you're not happy with it, then have you ever made any adjustments afterward? You ever thrown oak chips into like, or is it once it's out of the barrel for you guys? I, I mean, home brewers, we can put it into a corny, open the top, and throw some more oak chips on there if we weren't happy with the oak flavor or something like that. Have you guys ever made corrections after you've taken out of the barrel for six months? Oh, definitely. It's it's nice to add. It can be nice to add some hops to it. Uh, we have some firkins in, in the brewery as well. We can add some uh, hop sacks into uh, it. To, Sack. <laughs> Firkin uh, out. Right. Welcome to the Firkin, show, Craig. Firkin yeah. sack. This happens every uh, <laughs> tasting bar. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can add some uh, hop sacks back into uh, the keg and to freshen up the hop flavor if it's go- the fresh hop flavor, if, uh, okay. if it's uh, gone too much into the background. So okay, good. A nice balance. I'm glad to hear that because I, I, I just think that, that sometimes I know that, in fact, when I talked to, to Sean about this topic that we're going to do today, one of the things I said, I want to talk about aging beers. And one of the first things he said to me is, I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot of luck of the draw. You know, you don't know what you're going to get at the end of it. And I kind of felt like I want to know that there's still something you can do at the end of it if you're not happy. Kind of like a first date. Well, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And there's still something you can do. You could punch her. You can maybe pull it well, out. <laughs> right. hey, look at that. We're talking about spicing it up, too. If you've got funk, you, know, you can't. And then you're, you can do yeah, about sure, that. if right. it's contaminated. Right, and that gets back funk. to sanitation from the, the very Belgian beginning. Barley well, yeah, maybe right. you could there throw, you some, throw right. some fruit in there and uh, call it a lambic. There was a guy actually a long time ago. Uh, this is when Belgian beers weren't very popular. That's a good story. About 15 years ago, and uh, can I say the name of the brewery? Probably not. Why are you looking uh, at me? We don't have. I don't know. Actually, it's not my brewery. <laughs> you know what? Just say it. We'll still blame it on you. Yeah. Uh, we can beep it out. I'm looking at uh, JP as the moral compass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a wrong. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Look at Chad or Stephanie as your moral compass. <laughs> anyway, so there was this brewery that entered the spear at the barley wine festival, and he called it. Um, it was a, a Belgian barley wine. And you know this is before anybody was ever really doing anything. Oh stuff. yeah, what are those? So he I haven't had one of those in a long time. And you were tasting, and you're like, eh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get the Belgian part, and now they're out of business. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. What company is it? 
Not the 2-1-A located at 563. It was up in Sonoma County. Who was it? Come on. Uh, They're out of business. It was was Cave Dale Ales from uh, up in uh, kind of above Healdsburg. Oh, I never had their stuff. Yeah. Do you know I, the guys? I don't you even ever know see him around. Even, or I don't even know where he is now. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy went out of business. He hung himself in a shower. But maybe he was. Uh, you know, this is what I'm going to bring it full circle. Uh, yeah. Maybe he was ahead of his time, and he was. Uh, you know, and he and he <laughs> yeah. thought that this was going to be like the best, the next best thing. And he <laughs> could was, be right. You know, he was. You know, or he's trying to pull one yeah. over on us. <laughs> or next uh, year's tornado uh, infection will be the. Uh, <laughs> maybe he. Maybe he just didn't. He already paid his entry fee, and he didn't have it's another beer to enter it, right? Anyway, so, yeah, what what Craig said. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> okay, here's the question from a listener. 888-401-BEER. Plus, you can join Steph in the chat room if you have any questions. We're going to be wrapping things up, so uh, get to it now if you want to get anything out there. Um, someone wants to know, if I oak age for six months in a carboy, Doc, you could probably you know, help us out with this, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> what the hell? So he's got the he's got it in the carboy for six months with oak chips. He wants to know if he leaves it on the oak chips for that long, or does he you know transfer? I pull it off of there. Put cubes if you're going to leave it on for for over three weeks. What Don't aside aside from the obvious? What's the difference in flavor from between oak uh, chips it, and cubes? It, it's surface area and how much you're going to pull out of the wood. Okay. Wood, wood. Um, <laughs> so cubes have less cubes surface area. Cubes have less area. surface area where chips have more. So if you want a, a faster infusion of oak, uh, use more surface area, use chips. Okay. If you want a slower one, use cubes. If you want really slow, use a barrel or it's, a really old barrel. That's kind what of about experimentation. The, yeah. the, 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 uh, the surface area is a huge question. So we, we, when we first started using the chips, we weren't really sure about how much, how yeah. much chips to use because that surface area. And, uh, the oak can really peak to the point where it's nasty at first. Oh, definitely. And don't don't throw it out because it'll all mellow back down again. I had one where one of my first oaked uh, pale ales I did, I couldn't even drink it, but I wouldn't throw it away. And I would just I'd come back to it, other beers to drink, and I'd come back to it. Yeah, the sting of pride. It, yes, it was. <laughs> hey, yeah. got, and so finally, you know, I, I hadn't tasted it for a couple of weeks, and I go, well, I'll, I'll try that again. I had been tasting along the way. And I just, you know, you just cringe to pull on that tap handle. And I pull it. It just brightened up. It was great. And I sat down to dinner. I'm having just enjoying this thing. I, I was all proud of myself because here, this this nasty, oaky thing that I had tried just yeah. turned beautiful. And then your wife and started I, talking. Well, <laughs> well she did. And that <laughs> started looking a lot better. Then I better. said, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to have another one. And when I pulled the tap handle, it went, Ah, right well, then. You can't do anything to me, woman. We also find, you know, that we th- kind of throw away that first pint off the uh, keg, too, because you get so much sediment in the bottle, it just, oh, yeah. the keg, it gets sucked up, and yeah. it's usually pretty cloudy so, uh, and nasty. The, the thing, he's going to have a, a really oaky beer. If he leaves it on for six months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it will mellow back out, so don't don't throw it away by any means. Well, it depends on what But he's got to sample it, right? He's got to taste it. Oh, he'll yep. taste it, and it'll be really oaky. Uh, How do we get samples out of a carboy? I know it's a little off topic, but it's a good question because we're talking about having to taste it. Positive JP, pressure. if you got a, a wine thief, yeah, you got a wine thief or, or something like that, which is essentially you just kind of put something down a wine with thief that has it's just like well, a, it, a it, big pipette. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with yeah. some of the stuff you you have, pipette. there's it's kind what of it a, is, right? a rule. I didn't of know you knew what a pipette was. Listen, I am college educated <laughs> here, Doctor. I didn't go to fucking Devry. 
<laughs> I almost went to DeVry. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't go there. Um, it depends, you know, on, on what base beer it is, you know, and then you can kind of gauge it. But yeah, he should he should be be pulling it out, pulling his wood out, uh-huh. um, seeing what's going on. Should he be pulling it out slowly and it should be fully straight? No, very no, or do you just whip it right out? No, you, you pull, pull it right very out? slowly. You want to take care of your wood. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I mean, it, and if it, preferably, I, w- I would think if he has a keg, if he if he kegs. Racking into the keg on on top of wood, and then he can close transfer it somewhere else. That way, he can take samples as it goes on. Because uh, you know, you're opening that up, and you're putting your you're, you're dipping your tube in there in the liquid, and you're yeah. whipping it around, you're pulling it out. It, I mean, you you know, you have to be careful about sanitization every time every time you open that thing up. What you if your pipette is too small to get a proper sample? Uh, that's that's a, that's an infomercial, isn't it? See, I had a problem with that once, and uh, insight. I think there's I hired something you can brewer. take for that, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sean, Craig. I know Sean. Sean this Burns. Is is he's like the gentleman brewer. This guy is in. He is in. He's in a press shirt here. Yeah. Yeah. He's, what, he's, he's wearing he's, black pants. You, you know what? You know what? Though like the I'm not a professional. No, but I'm not buying it. I think he's sitting over there no, telling you know, the dirtiest jokes that any of us are saying. He's just keeping it to himself. Sean's got a great story. Sean Burns used to work at Black Diamond in Walnut Creek. We called him the gentleman brewer because he would brew in pressed shirt and slacks. That's how you brewed. He did it. He really did. And he would wear kidding me? loafers. The guy was like, he'd walk in there and be not like, loafers, but he wasn't uh, <laughs> doctors. <laughs> and, and, and he would be, you were like, uh, are you the king? Are you brewing today? Like, Sean, what was, like, yeah, what was the deal with that? What was with you being all pressed when you're brewing? He just, he, the guy is put together. It's like it's like one step below Garrett Oliver, I think. Tell me about, piece I gotta here. know about that. Why not a t-shirt and jeans? Why were you all pressed? It, oh, it doesn't have man. to be a dirty job. I mean, look at it's him. The uh, guy is a good looking guy. and it's Even for JP. Whoa! Sean, here we go. he's got glass. I mean, I'm gonna mute you guys both if you don't okay. let him answer. I gotta know that. I, what's the deal with this? I used to get a lot of harassment for that early on. Yeah, I used to brewing Dockers in a, a black diamond polo, and at the end of the day, you know, I was clean. And most brewers come in and go, "What are you doing? Have you brewed today? I brewed today." And yeah, look at your look at your outfit. It's all clean, and you're not sweating on the arms like Soli on the uh, <laughs> archive pictures on this show and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and, uh, and I. <laughs> I don't know. It was I, I. I didn't have an answer for it. I was like, "This is where I started," and uh, I didn't know what other brewers did. I didn't, obviously I didn't have a goatee and a long ponytail and stuff, and yeah, and tie dye shirts. It was just it was. And everyone talking about you, the, uh, I know. You know, <laughs> so the, the, the gentleman's brewer. I uh, is it that you had like a lackey to do the dirty stuff, or you were doing the no. dirty stuff and you re- you remained clean? I, I, I think he had yeah. a plan, and uh, it just went according to plan. It didn't get dirty. No, I did a lot. No of dirty brewer stuff. brews I, according I, to I, plan. I, I, I actually, <laughs> I got on my hands and knees and scrubbed out the mash and every time and these dockers and polo and I, I don't know, I just, I mean, I didn't touch have a, anything. I didn't have an out of control, uh, sprayer on the hose. Or I don't know what it was. So uh, when, resistant dockers. So when you were a kid and like all the kids were sliding into home base, you were like twinkle toeing it down the, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I was a dirty guy in the baseball field. But, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, it, it was Slide really for glory. I, I, I honestly don't have an answer. I was, I used to get a lot of harassment for being the brewer at Black Diamond. People, brewers would come in there and be like, look at me like, you brewing this? <laughs> yeah, why? It's like, uh, where's yeah. your assistant? You know, Sean, the 21st, uh, for it was the 21st Amendment, it still had, you know, they, some of these corporate places make you don the whole, uh, uh, the outfit. The, yeah. The, the outfit, logo you know? thing. Well, the, uh, Sean dresses like uh, he's homeless. You know, you, you weren't sure if he was under the hood of the car auto shop or, uh, at the, at the brewer, but, uh, it's just where I start off in and it worked. 
Yeah, see, now I'm uncomfortable around you. I went into schooners the first day with, like, holes in my pants and stuff, and now I know why he looked at me like I was an ass. He's like, because you are. Radio guy? No, that, that was the hey, second I, reason. Hey, I, <laughs> yeah. I actually tried the, do- the Dockers things because I knew he uh, did at a Black Diamond, but uh, I think after my fourth or fifth pair of uh, Dockers being sprayed with caustic and being ruined, <laughs> I'm like, screw this. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so you're always kind of dressed to the to the nines. Well, he's the, he's the out front guy now, so yeah. Yeah, so now he has to. Yeah, be. he has to be that. Sean, you're the out front guy for your business. Absolutely though. not. Okay, you kind of are though. Yeah, like, I kind of am. No, you need a name like Nico to be the front guy. <laughs> so when you go, Sean, hair like Nico, we'll have hair anyway. Actually, this is a great question because Sean, you're kind of on this uh, this tour where you're out. You're talking to a yes. lot of folks about your new yeah. Uh, ventures. Yeah. What do you, I've never seen you in a suit. What do you wear when you go talk to these people? You're looking at <laughs> really. You're like hat yeah. and a t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, I am what I am. And uh, do you shave, Popeye, or what? <laughs> no, I do shave, but okay. I, yeah. I don't know where this is going. But I, you know, I just, you know, I talk where to people. Is this going? I'm like every, I'm like the everyday man. I'm like I put. I think my Steph's arm ready to get on this one. And, uh, <laughs> you guys have shave, Stephanie. I had muted Steph because she was typing. That's Go ahead. okay. Steph, does he actually shave? He does shave sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> a little bristly down his there. His face shaved. Oh. He can clean up. He can clean up. We went out to supper last night, and he had a great button-up shirt. I think he cleans up nice. That's what I was going to say. He supper. cleans up nice. I want to tell you something. I met her. Okay, this is a long, but I'll make it short. Yeah, make it I, short. I went, to her fa- I went to her family's house for Thanksgiving dinner. I never met her family before. I sat there, and I felt like I was a politician running for office. And I'm sitting there. It was, first of all, the driest Thanksgiving I ever went to. And I there sat there, and people were all looking at me like, who's this guy? I dating my young daughter. Right? I didn't know that Jews <laughs> celebrated Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of were like running they for do, office. They do, but they kill Sean. an effigy of Jesus. Oh, there. yeah. Sean, you're running for the office of Poontang. Wow. Okay, that's the office that you were running for. Sully, I've been really nice over here trying not to throw you under the bus. That's but fine. I have that's you it's all you're going over now. <laughs> anyway. you're but gone. he does. He put on a nice button-up shirt. Uh-huh. He wore a pair of well. jeans. There were some holes in your he jeans. He wore a pair of jeans. <laughs> oh, so he had a shirt with holy jeans. <laughs> anyway, it was was holy. This, Come on, don't go there. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> Driest Thanksgiving oh, ever. There were other I think Sean was very nice, but his pants leave a lot to be desired. I can't <laughs> believe him. He didn't wear the holy pants. His skin is so pink. <laughs> he knew that. <laughs> he has a big head. Jews don't have big heads. No, but they're very nice. Long as she loves him, what is going on downstairs, honey? How do you put up with that? He's Irish. (laughs) He got along with my father very well. So he's Irish. He is the Irish one. That's enough personal sharing, Stephanie. Get back to typing. (laughs) (laughs) You type. You type better. It's just like at home. Sully, you're walking a thin line right now. (laughs) I like it when Stephanie calls him Sully. Yeah. Like, it's so impersonal for her. Like, for us, it's personal. It's because we like him. That's why I call him Sully. But for her, it sounds like like, impersonal. She has, like, ten different ways of saying Sully, and they just can immediately tell what her Her mood is. What her mood is. She stepped back one and then called you Sully. Sully. Yo, all sorry. right, all right. I'm going like, to get this back goes. together. How about a quick break? We're going to come back and wrap things up. Don't worry, Sean. You're, I'm going to let you go sometime tonight. You got that look on your face over there like... Uh, he's having a good time. He's having a blast. He's, he's, he loves it here. He's well, he's got that. The sweat is rolling up under his armpits. No. He wonders if he's going to have the same picture Do as I you. Do I have to sit underneath uh, the armpits? Uh, you know what? He's wearing an undershirt. I, I, think, I think it's the the actual... I've been drinking barley wine stony. Is uh, that what like, it is? Yeah, that's the... Uh, when, once you've had a little barley wine, you're... 
just have that stony buzz look and you're right. good. No, that's true. Or it's that after hanging out with us bunch of tards all night, he feels like he needs a shower. He is the clean guy, right? It's and like gritting his teeth going, all right, you guys, I can't wait to get out of here. He's wearing an undershirt. I haven't worn an undershirt since Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> he does have us. Maybe we'll get him to take. we want you, know why. We want you down to only your undershirt by the end of the show. Hang in there. We'll be right back with Schooners, everybody. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Take away my pride 
They can use up all my blood and sweat and tears used. They can take away my name and give me a number 911. But they can never take away my sex and beer. Sex and beer. Sex and beer are the two things we hold dear. Sex and beer. Sex and beer are the things we like round here. We like sex and beer and sex and beer and sex and beer and sex and beer. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. And now back to the Brewcaster. Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Everybody having a hard time settling back in here. It's the barley wine, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we can never do a complete uh, barley wine show. I'm glad that we kind of mixed this one with, with some barley wine and, and yeah. some other. If we did a whole barley wine Forget show. Forget about it. Yeah, can you imagine? Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. We'll yeah. invite you back, Craig, because you're good at that. <laughs> you might be the best one on the barley wine show. Are we show. on? I don't think we're on. Yeah, we're not even on. Yeah. Uh, we're here with the guys from Schooners. If you're uh, just tuning in, you're really late because we're almost done. Uh, trying to get out of here pretty soon. We've got uh, Sean and Craig, both the guys that uh, run the show over there at Schooners. Of course, uh, there's other people that make it happen, but nobody cares about those people. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> They're minimum wage anyway. <laughs> uh, and we're going to finish up our barrel discussion and uh, maybe a couple of random questions for these guys. <coughs> Bung. Easy. Nice. Bung. Chad's out there fighting with <coughs> with the Chinese food guy. Trying to get it. Yeah, what's food. going on out there? He's trying to take him, tell him to take a right or left. It's Sorry, not, no it's delivery. Not that far away. Yeah. So our listeners have been really cool the last few weeks since Daniela left. They know that uh, there's starving. nobody here to take care of us, and we starve every That's night. That's right. Round of applause for listeners. So yeah. listeners have been just great. They've been sending us pizza every week and uh, just different things. And this week's uh, the Reefer Brow over there in the in the chat room and a forum user. He sent us a bunch of Chinese food, and the Chinese food place, that not only did he call an order, like went out of his way to order and all this, but he's been fighting with the guys for a half an hour. So now Chad's in there trying to make it happen because they won't deliver <laughs> Here. Yeah, what, what's up with that? Well, we're in Pacheco, we and it, the thing with Pacheco is not that it's far from everything; it's that it's not on the map. You know, can I tell you something? Like we're I, literally not on the map. I bought this. Yeah, I bought this GPS thing to you know so I could find myself around the world, and because uh, yeah. I need help with and that. make your planes. And, on I, time. and I typed in your address, and it, it wouldn't come up. No, we're That's off true. the map. We're in unincorporated territory. There are things that are are positive about this, and Chinese food <laughs> is not one of them. <laughs> Chad, are we good to go? Chad says that we're. Good Good to go. Hey, Chinese Chad. Food's on its way. Yeah. And 
Can I just say, too, that Reefer has taken an exact order from JP, who wow. circled things on the menu oh, for nice. me. Uh, it's yeah. really very nice. I hope so. you guys like dog balls. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Listen, it's Wait really on. nice yeah. because uh, if you think about it, like the guests, they, they come out, they drive from wherever to hang out with us, too. And they're here. They show up early, usually around 4, 4.30. You hear that, Sean? They're early. here till they're here <laughs> till 8.30, 9.30. It's a long day. And I, I'm just saying I'm giving a big fat thank you because it, it's really oh, appreciated. Yeah. Appreciated by everybody, and a little nourishment, uh, you know, keeps us drinking well, and Daniela, keeps us alive. Yeah, we can't so. throw him a couple of pretzels and say, thanks. No, which is what I would do. Yeah, yeah Dan- when, Dan- would- when Daniela was here, she would pull out a full, like, German spread. It was like yeah. meat, cheese, and bread. Sure, and spread you know, of all out kinds. There. It, was like, it was crazy. I was amazed by but it all the time. You start going yeah. about 9 o'clock, and, yeah. you know, oh, oh. We even now, we you know, Justin it. hasn't eaten in a while. So. Yeah, I've not eaten. I'm looking a little thin. Well, I eat on Sundays because the <laughs> listeners are good to us, so I think mm-hmm. that's fair enough. And, and it's the Lord's holiday. <laughs> it's the Lord's it's holiday. The, Stephanie, do you think it's the Lord's holiday on Sunday? <laughs> Because <laughs> they're already talking about Jews in the chat room. Oh, Let's okay. just end this conversation. Right. <laughs> they're God's people, those people. See, Steph has it easy because us Catholics, it's all guilt and shit. And she's I think like, the Jews have Catholic yeah. or, or guilt. I think they have Catholic. whatever it is. We have our big day of She guilt. has a Catholic sometimes. What's your guilt day? Yom Kippur. Oh, really? That's yeah. near my birthday. Yeah, that's the big Jewish day. You <laughs> By the way. <laughs> you know, Catholics, it's a week after Rosh Hashanah, the New Year. But it's like one Wasn't day of guilt, and you're okay. You, you, go, years. you go, and you, you don't eat. You fast. You can murder somebody, and, and then you you're, like, uh, you're good the next day. You don't... All right, tell me. <laughs> what, what do you do? What you happens? You go, and you... Well, you fast from sundown to sun... Down the next day, yeah. and uh, you go to temple, and then uh, you atone for your sins, and you ask God to forgive you, and you ask to be inscribed in the book of life for another full year. Oh, you don't like apologize for killing Jesus, though. <laughs> That's too much atonement. What? <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. What's that happening? That was the Romans, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good. Who are we talking to? Hey, talking to Zymergist. Hey. Uh, hang on, hang on one second, Zymergist. Uh, fair warning, everybody. Word yeah. has it, Zymergist is hammered. He today. sounds super hammered. Yeah. Did you hear that laugh? So, uh, <laughs> uh, Sean's family, who who may or may not still be listening, you might want to go ahead and choose this time to stop listening, and uh, you know, have yourselves a nice night, yeah. some milk and cookies before bed. Sean will be home soon. Uh, we're gonna let Zymergist insult him for a couple of minutes first. <laughs> hey, brother, what's What's happening, man? I'm, you must be joking. I just had to give that disclaimer. What's Thanks happening? Thanks for sending all those beers in last week. That was great. No, maybe we. You know what? That. Since oh. we're on the barley wine thing, as soon as we finish, we're about to have the uh, the oatmeal stout uh, from Schooners. We After that, we'll bust Excellent. out your your barley wine. We'll do that. Because I still got yeah, it in the fridge. Make sure that you've got some kind of heart uh, stimulant, like one of those, you know, uh, electric pads around, so that you can just start your heart if necessary. Did, you, did huh? anybody catch that? Yeah, we, we need to We're going to have a heart attack. Oh, a defibrillator, I see. Why? Because it's, it's a strong barley wine. It's a hefty barley. I had a couple of your other beers, actually, during the week. I drank your Doppelbach <laughs> myself. Did you review them? Um, which was actually really very nice. It was a good beer. Um, I had your Poppin' Cherry. Last night, Chad and I drank your Poppin' Cherry. Um uh, and then they went out after that. That was actually uh, of all the beer you you sent us a lot of good beers of all of them. That one was was my least favorite. It was a little thin. It had a nice cherry flavor to it. It just was kind of thin. But everything else you sent's well, been awesome, dude. Well, 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 it had a nice backbone. That's a tough thing to use. Uh, did you call for any reason or just to hang out? 
Well, that's okay, too. I went out and I called for the reason that, you know, you guys needed a good tongue laughing. <laughs> that's kind of gay. That's but you got your tongue and we'll laugh it. <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to drink your barley wine right after we finish the oatmeal stout. Thanks, Zymergist. Zymergist is kind right, of... Clear. Cheers, brother. He's a funny guy because I had a layover in uh, Portland uh, lay. last week. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to come out and meet me at the airport and drink with me. And You're I, like there for eight minutes. I was scared. <laughs> the did, thing is, did you? Well, because I was actually, I was, uh, I, I was, uh, I was there for two hours or three hours, whatever it was, and so I went on, and you guys were doing a show, and so I was in the chat room, and he, he was like, "I'll come out and meet you." And he, you I know, and, and you. he's kind of, you know, I don't know what kind of guy he is, but you know, I know he makes a lot of beer, but I was a little, I was afraid. Sully, you, well, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I, will, I crave people I know, or I'm stuck in an airport. I hate that. And you're probably stuck in the airport a lot. Yeah. Three hours. I don't care who's coming to see me. Well, I would have done I'm it, but I meant that I had to I'm go still back stuck to security on, and blah, blah, blah. I'm blah. still stuck on Doc Craves, people yeah. he knows. Just, <laughs> just, we, we need to get uh, Sean and Doc uh, on the show because they're both completely fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, they both have really weird stories and weird segues. It gets odd. Yeah. It'd have to be like a, a Wednesday, some weird see? day. You see, see what I mean? It's the oak barley one. You know what? Weird Let me tell you what's not odd. Now we're drive on Wendy's. I want to talk about what's not odd is this oatmeal stout. Yeah, it's very good. Like, I, I'm not sure you guys brew anything that's not really good. Uh, we've had people in here who uh, brew fantastic beer, and they'll bring several different ones. And we'll go, oh, yeah, that one's great, and that one's great. Oh, this can. one's okay. I don't think you guys have served us a beer yet that everyone hasn't gone, wow, that's a great beer. Hated them all. Mm-hmm. I think you guys stack. <laughs> Sean doesn't like it, but yeah. because it's not a can, I think. Yeah, I think it just cemented. If this you was guys, in a can, it would be better. Yeah. It cemented them another time to come back. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, you guys, yeah. you guys win. You win another trip back here to Pacheco. Fantastic. I thought it was Sean was gonna have to get on like twenty more times before he can come back. Uh, Doc, you were uh, interested in some uh, some barrel aging stuff. Is there anything that we didn't cover tonight? Well, it, it's a lot of things are uh, coming up where every, every it, that's the big new thing is uh, yeah throat in a barrel. That's right. And for a lot of guys that want to try it, uh, they don't know anything about wood. And uh, do you buy a new barrel? Do you buy an old barrel? And you can probably find one somewhere. Yeah, have you guys ever used an old one? Because we started right with the new, because that's what you use. Have you ever used an old one? Um, we are we are about to. You're uh, about to. Yeah. We, we got the brandy barrel, and we'll try that for the first time. What so. will you do to treat that to get it ready? Anything? Nothing. We'll you just go it. right for it. You go right for it. See, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right? You know, mm-hmm. you can spend a year trying to figure out what you're going to do, but just dive into it, and at the end of the, at the end of six months, you'll know where you're at. I yeah. And where you need to go from there. Yeah, and some of the things are you, you got to fill it all the way. So whatever size you're going to get, yeah. and keep it topped off. Keep you it always topped off. All the way. Keep it all the way filled up. If it's a new barrel. Expect that if it's an older barrel, uh, what's what's in it? We never open yeah. ours back up. Now, do you store so yours warm? Or? Oh, you don't top it off. You just seal it and let yeah. some evaporate and exactly soak now, in the wood and all that. Now, this is the tough part for the home brewer. We actually store ours cold. Okay, and I was going to ask you. We figure we've found that a lot of uh, warm storage uh, induces a lot more soy character. Yeah. So if ah, you yeah. if you like the soy character, then that that's the route to go. But otherwise, we'd like to keep it as cold as possible. Wow. I, I so got a question. You guys had talked about. Uh, sorry, Sally. That's fine. When you when you prep your barrel with with whiskey or whatever you do, and then you pour it out. I talked to a, a commercial brewer in San Francisco once, 
who leaves who leaves it in. He puts the leader or whatever in there. Just leaves it in, and then leaves it right in there, and then puts the beer on oh, top of that. Man. Yeah, well, but the beer I had the beer he did it with. Yeah. It was fantastic. Really? Yeah. I think it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, it depends on the volume. Okay. Uh, you know, if, yeah. if you're doing a 60-gallon and you have a liter in there, that's a lot different than doing a 5-gallon barrel. Okay. Yeah. They sell 5-gallon barrels, which is perfect for home brewers. Which is a whole different thing, too, because it goes back to the surface area. Yeah. Right. A 5-gallon right. barrel is a lot more surface area than a 60-gallon. Okay. Yep, right. So you're going to get a lot more of uh, that oak character just coming right into it with a 5-gallon barrel. But if you're leaving that whole liter, so you have a liter per 5 yeah. gallons versus a liter per 60 gallons. I, I, was, just, getting, I was just talking right. about just the size of the barrel right. for what you're right. putting in there. And then if you're, yeah, if you're throwing a, a, a liter of uh, scotch into that little 5 gallons, yeah. Right. yeah. If you have access to a used barrel, don't just assume that everything is good. I mean, it might be, it might have an infection. It might have a lot of weird stuff in it. So it, it be might have sat out yeah. in behind somewhere for for a while. Well, no one ever lets their carboy sit out in the backyard fungating with uh, random yeah. stuff in it. Did so you see my carboy sitting yeah, out in the backyard? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught on to that real fast. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Ass. <laughs> oh, I, I they're only, they've only been there for thing. two days. Oh, okay. You should have seen the ones that sat out there for a month, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get you know They what? were so bad, I had to give them to Doc to clean out. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's like, Doc, you're a doctor. Can, can you clean this? What yes, can you do I can about clean this? But it'll cost you. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a week. Uh, you know, I can't we didn't. We're we did, in my studio. We didn't touch oh. on a lot, but I think what what Sean just said a minute ago is, is solely. I'm sorry. Sorry. I think it's an. I, Sean I one, it, Sean two. It's a really important thing about barrel aging is the temperature you keep the barrel. Okay. And we just touched. You know, for the last hour we've been talking about it, but. Some of the barrels that we've talked to brewers that have had this incredible strong soy flavor. Oh we yeah. Talk about you know there was a heat wave that week or that month, and the you know the the room that's normally kept it you know seventy degrees, sixty degrees got up to eighty, eighty five, ninety. Um, we keep our barrels in the walk-in at cool temperatures. Uh, uh, I'd love to be able to personally. I'd love to see a, a more of a. a a cast condition temperature in the 50s, but we don't have that luxury. Ah. But I think getting too warm, I think, could be very detrimental to the flavor of cask. And I think it's very important because the temperatures, you're looking at three, six, 12 months aging. Yeah. Um, the temperature of that cask and that product that's in it, I think, is a huge factor. Huge. So not just that the temperature needs to be consistent, but you think that too warm you can can just ruin it too if you do, don't mind that real rich deep soy soy sauce flavor i yeah. i don't care for it yeah it, it well, depends I, on what beer it's in and most times no there's certain beers that'll, that'll take it uh but i've i've experienced that too you said take well, it take, take it, it. Well, well, it's stout. interesting um we we have a part of our tasting group we do here is a uh, uh, one of the distillers at gallo and they purposely uh, expose their cask to a pretty big temperature fluctuations to get that that beer to go in and out of the wood oh, right. uh, to pick up that flavor <laughs> in and out wood there there you go and yeah I, but, that, I, I, but and that, I think that's in theory that sounds great but you the, can shorten the time if, if you have big 
temperature fluctuations, then you could probably shorten the time you're aging it because uh, it's getting a lot more okay. wood exposure. Okay. Oh, that might make sense then because it's really getting into that. Yeah, because right. to me, uh, Doc has sort of ingrained in me. He's been pretty good about uh, uh, the, the key is, is temperatures that are consistent. We are consistent. So, yeah. But I'm just offering that for, to understand the process that's going on there. The yeah. wood is going in and out of the – or the beer is going in and out of the wood. It soaks into the wood, and yeah. then when it dries out, it goes back and, and right. back and forth. And well, that's great, I think, for some home brewers out there that don't have a real consistent place that they're putting this thing. You right. guys might then want to, if it is changing like that, then maybe just shorten the time. Right. Yeah. And, you, and your beer might come out better. And what it's doing, when it's going in and out, it, it, it has more access to, you know, you think of the, um, like in the Grand Canyon, how the, the earth is layered like that. When, huh? when, you, when you do toast a... I'm with you, but you're, it's a bit of a stretch. Let's go. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> when, when, when you toast a barrel, um, it, the, you know, you have the, the, the stuff that's being a- it has access to the fire is a lot darker, and then it's layered, you know, so darkest to lightest, and you have a spectrum of flavors in there. Yeah. So you have the beer kind of, you know, go into the wood, you have access to those other deep flavors, and then, you know, it, when it gets cold, it kind of, you know, comes back in, which is why I recommend cubes over chips, because... The, the cubes have those kind of layers, and you can get more of a depth of flavor than you can, I think, with with a with a, a chip, like in a carboy or something. I'm sure, like in a barrel, when you're like a neutral barrel, when you're adding, it's a little different. But yeah, Craig, you buying that? I am stratification. Okay, then oh, I'm dude, with you. I'm going to go to Harvard. I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe you ought to go to Harvard. <laughs> you end up as a brewer. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd be a lot happier. Don't waste your cash. <laughs> yeah. What cash? Take cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it, kids. I think we're ready to get yeah, out of here. Yeah, it's hot. Unless we haven't covered anything, we're going to go eat some Chinese food. We're going to drink Zymergis, uh barley wine. I think that'll be fun. Thank you. Looking forward yeah. to it. I think Doc brought us some goodies we might uh, get to taste. And uh, Chad water. and I bought a bunch of stuff, actually, too, that uh, we'd like to share with you guys, too. So if you're going to hang out and eat some food, we'll go drink some beer. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in. Steph, uh, good job over there. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Was everybody nice? Nice to you? Everyone was really nice. Yeah? yeah. Funny, I don't feel you didn't, tardy. I, yeah. You didn't have to kick anybody out? No, I didn't. No. I ignored a few people. Are they, oh, hot, are they hot for kicking teacher. people? Just start yeah. kicking people. Hot for teacher. I don't think anybody knows I'm a teacher. <laughs> Do they got a bad? Well, now they <laughs> got a bad. <laughs> now they're hot for teacher. <laughs> now I got to find that song for uh, I got my on. pencil. That's your new theme. Give me something to write on. I don't feel tardy. And I wish I had that right now. Oh, we can we can play it, but I don't. You'll have to fill time for ten minutes while I find it. Let so me let's. tell you about uh, my last trip. Um, I was uh, I flew. And, uh, Is this a shameless plug? They came down and they offered me um, uh, a Seven Up or uh-huh. a Diet Coke or uh, another beverage product, and I ordered that. Yeah. And then they eventually they brought me the peanuts first, and uh-huh. then eventually I got the, the 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 Diet Coke. Sully, when am I going to be able to buy your beer on an airplane? Because you got it. In cans and stuff. Yes, uh, you'll be able to get that in an airplane by the end of the year. Really? Wow. What year? That's awesome. Can uh, you tear sure. that can no, open? No, you're, you're, you're shitting us, right? Really? I am not shitting you. You think by the end of this year you're going to have it in planes and stuff? It should be on planes. Wow. Well, I mean, awesome. you may not have to buy it on the plane. Illegally. But I will give you a can and you can take it on a plane. <laughs> with you. Liquid on and a plane. And you can sell it to other people. I will fly more just because of that. <laughs> I you know, that's, a, that's always a good reason to fly. Jay, you need money first to fly. Oh. Did I say that I love? And you need friends <laughs> to go to places to <laughs> visit them. And what else do I need? A girlfriend who lives in my country to accompany me? Anything else, guys? Yeah. Um, 
No, just that you're alone. It's really so it's it's yeah. the main point here. Yeah, it's you're a, just alone. the main cabin, a shower once in a while might help. <laughs> Justin, you're tra- you're traveling this week though, right? Yeah, on a plane. I, on, on a plane, and uh, not uh, my plane. I don't know where the, uh, your beer is. It won't be on that plane. It will be actually. My beer will be in Texas this week. Really? So Only Texas. Yes. Aren't you in bringing Austin. it with you? Yes, it'll be in oh, Austin. Okay. So, in the oh. hospitality suite there, my yes. friend. Yes. Oh, yeah. For Cast Brewing Systems and their canning line. So nice. Yeah, I can't stop play by. They can. It won't let me do it. A tribute Just to the quality. It. I can. It won't Why not? let me. I tried. It's uh, man. It's rights management issues. All right. No. That's BS. That's no fun. Yeah, I'll have hot That's for right. teacher next time uh, you're here. Oh, you know what? Look Thanks. for hot for teacher by Ween. They do a really good cover of that song. Not too late. Oh, you must. <laughs> <laughs> It's too late. We're out. Anything here. by Ween is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like a pollo asada. Uh, don't like forget that there's no cheap. show next week because uh, we are at the Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah, um, don't, don't forget that there are a couple of shirts and podcasts left in the store. You guys have been doing real good at buying that stuff out, so I can order new merchandise for you. You can order Brew Your Own Magazine right off of our website, and it helps us if you do that. And it's a good magazine, also. So uh, don't be afraid to do that if you've been looking to buy that magazine and. And uh, click those ads that are on that site that rhyme with poodle. frugal or poodle or anything else. Uh, noodle. It's free noodle. to you, and it helps us out, and uh, that's noodle. a cool thing to do. A lot of you guys know. Noodle. Those Pilsner glasses are great. Uh, the support. So, uh, I can and also, come here next week, right? What's that? I can still come here next week. Oh, yeah. Chad, totally. is that all right with you, man? Chad will be here. Yeah. I'm not telling the wife I don't have any show. No, you should. <laughs> you should uh, I knew we got a great show on the facts. <laughs> you and Chad ought to hit the gold club. Oh, and yeah. Find us we're we're headed to the city. Yeah, man. Chad will walk in late at night. Doc will be sitting in the studio with his headphones on. <laughs> hey, where's everybody? I'll be here Sunday, too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You guys can yeah. all hit... Uh, hit yeah. women. Gold I mean, uh, uh, gotta, club. get a limo, go to gold Get club. loaded and do the yeah. secret show. Oh, see, it's you guys secret are... T- show. Well, shit, now I'll The secret I, show. Now maybe I'll come home early. <laughs> now <that you're> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, uh, and, and all, in all seriousness, Doc, uh, Doc, don't tell her yet that there's no show. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm not. All right, I'll let you know because because I won't be back in time to, to start the show at five. But maybe I'll be back in time to do some stuff. You know so. what? Yeah, I, I caught some flack today about you know, oh, uh, I'm never around on Sundays and I'm not the family man and blah blah blah. Did you really? Oh yeah. I said, well, yeah. Well, you were there yesterday, right? <laughs> oh, I'm there like all the time. It's just a, yeah. like I said, look, if we get early start on Sunday, we'll yeah. be good. We'll they be a family. Like, but this family does not start early. I see. And uh, I like you know what? Their fault. Comes before yeah. four o'clock. I'm outie. Yeah, I'm outie. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Doc's like, listen, sweetheart, I'm outie. <laughs> knowing, What's knowing, that, honey? Uh, and Justin I'm really outie. fast. Yeah. Everyone's asking about the free FM show. Obviously, that's canceled as well. Uh, next week, next week uh, yeah, I'll be playing a best of. Oh, yeah, okay. it'll still air uh, because I can't. It's actually kind of cool. We can't not air now. How's that for cool, Sully? That's awesome. Like it used to be that they could give a shit if we showed up or not, but now they like our show, and so we can't not air. I'll be running a best of show from four fifteen to five fifteen. It's the uh, pregame show to the Oakland A's next Saturday. We're always the pregame on Saturday. Do you know what now. time it is next week? Four fifteen to five fifteen. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, uh, this week I did it with Ami. From, I, yeah, I heard uh, a little bit of that when we were down in San Diego. It's all right. 
Yes. Well, it was we fun. stopped the trip to go back callers. to the room oh, to cool. log on to your show to listen. <laughs> Not because Sean wanted to make sure I was okay. He wanted to hear how the show was without well, him. Well, he wanted to make sure his name was mentioned in the beginning that he wasn't the, there. The, the, we just have to listen to the first Did they 10 say minutes. my name? Stephanie, did they mention me? <laughs> Are they I drinking did, beer out of cane? I, I think they'll be there better. next week. I, I officially mentioned you, Sully. I said, my, I said my co-host, Sean O'Sullivan, is not here today and filling in. So it wasn't as if I had just some. I said filling yeah. in for you. Well, the way the as if you'll be back. The way the entertainment industry works is that any minute you could be yanked. And I was just like, oh, Ami, my new co-host. He talked about it for about 20 minutes, and then I said, all right, you heard your name, let's go. Let's just lay down for a couple minutes. We're tired. Let's just relax. We are tired. So we took a nap. My, our new, be our honest, new tip is not setting in properly. I'll be honest. Had Ami done really well, I'd have, I'd have booted you in a second. I know you would have. I was going to call in and like spoil the show somehow. And I would have lied to you about it, too. I would have said, you know, Yeah, Sean, you were great. Beer well, causes AIDS. Ah, I would have said, it's, it's not me. CBS doesn't really like yes. you. Uh, we did a, we had a test group up in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in out in Phoenix. Oh, and, there definitely uh, would have been a test group involved. And they said they liked Ami better. <laughs> That's what I would have done. The redhead. Don't Turn them off. He We're going the more ethnic for a while. Right. Sully, let's go to the beach and play frisbee. No, let's sit in the room. Let's listen to the show. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's cool, Sully. <laughs> I like that. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's a rerun, a uh, best of next Saturday. There's no Brewing Network show on the Sunday. Yes, there is. <laughs> and we are back. Unless, unless you're Doc's wife, in which case there will be one. It's a very, very, very important to be here. Double that, length. That goes really late. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe We're we having should, a meeting afterwards. Maybe we should do something in Austin, like get some, you know, if there's some listeners out there. And uh, Sully, uh, we're going to get off the air now. <laughs> and uh, That's what the forum's for. I like your ideas, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is that the is that the number two bus coming by here? <laughs> Throw them under it. Uh, Craig, Sean, you guys are awesome. Thanks a lot for hanging out with yeah, us. Today. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Thanks for the great. beer, man. That was really great. Awesome. Thank you. Can you guys come back? What's the... Uh, definitely. Good. Great. Yeah, come back, hang out with us. It's uh, schoonersbrewery.com. What's the address out there in Antioch? 4250 Lone Tree Way. All right. If you're looking for some good schooners beers, yeah. uh, you can head out there for it. What are a couple of the places around the bay that it's on tap? Uh, we are at Cato's okay. uh, Ale House. We're at Pete's Brass Rail. Oh, good Carlos. one. There you go. That's oh, a great, great place. Definitely. Uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, Bistro shows us some love. Yeah. And Hoppy Yard. Hoppy Yard. Okay. About, are you ever Hoppy. on at the uh, 2-1-A? <laughs> You know, uh, we have Where's that? Where's that at? Five six three second street. <laughs> whenever, whenever I go by there, Two I can't find anyone I know. So. Jupiter, <laughs> but also Jupiter. <laughs> oh, okay, Jupiter also. And uh, uh, Tornado. That's Sean's a little like out of the Just during right right the like festival. All right, and also in June at the anniversary party, they will have a beer featured there, along with a few other breweries. When we do our uh, anniversary party on June third, right? Nice. I'm looking forward to that. So, That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Dublin Sports Bar too, and uh, Ceremony. Okay, awesome. Fantastic. So a few places around the bay, lots in the East Bay. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being so upfront with yep. us today. Awesome. Thanks for having us. You gave out some good info. All right, everybody. So have yourselves a good night. Be safe. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. You can check the Brewcaster blog because I think I'm going to be blogging from the CBC. It's my first time there. I've never been there, so I'll try to bring it home to you guys with some pictures. Ooh, that'll be good. And good I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say look for a new podcast coming from the CBC, too. I've had this idea for a while. I've been working on it for a couple of weeks. If I can finish it all up tomorrow, I'll be putting out a new show, uh, which will begin at the CBC 
and we'll keep going after that. So uh, keep an eye out, thebrewingnetwork.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care of each other. Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American cream.